at the crossroads of movies and comics. Two mediums meet, and two men will venture down an untrodden path on a trivial, absurdly inane quest to read all of the movies that comics deem worthy of print. A chronicling of comic book adaptations of movies. Welcome to Movies as Comics. And now, your host. We're going to fill out the application for adopting sea monkeys that came in here. Oh, mm-hmm. sweet. Now. Mm-hmm. I had some of those once. Have sea monkeys? Had, have you ever had them? Yeah. Yeah, to feed aquarium fish. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, have you ever bought them as sea monkeys? As sea monkeys? Fucking, uh, no. Yeah, on the card. With no. The... I've never been that oh. cool. Yeah, but I have kept the eggs in the yeah. I kept the eggs in the fridge, and then you know you put them in water, and and you get the oh, little, yeah, true. just the brine shrimp. Yeah, the brine shrimp, and then you feed them to mm-hmm. whatever. That's not magical. Oh, it's magical to watch about, the fish about, eat. It's a circle of life. No, I always wanted an ant farm, but you know, I got I one never... in the mail once. It came with sand and a, a tank or you get, terrarium where, or whatever yeah. you would fucking call it. Where do you get a little vial full of fucking dead ants? Oh, the ants were dead. Yeah, of course, of course they, <laughs> they were. They were all dead, and this and this little tube came in the mail. Oh, oh. Shit. what did you end up doing? I don't know. I don't. Did remember. you like go dig up your own out. ants? Yeah, I think so. I was just like, I'll go find some fucking ants, and I went out into the yard with a stick. With a stick, yeah. And I just like probably sick. got fire ants all over me, and like ran back inside mm-hmm. screaming. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. <laughs> or little biter ants. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Fucking hey, adaptations. You know what's coming in? Or you know what I did get in? Uh, let me see. Let me show you. Let me show you what I got. Those recent pickups. Ooh. Ooh, I'm th- Let's I'm do excited. recent pickups. Have you picked up anything lately? No, I haven't. Oh, oh. You know what, oh. dude? I'm limited on room. There's very yeah, few I'm telling you, I can to. We need to schedule a time where you just give up like five, ten things. Uh-huh. And... and, and um, and they I get got my eyes on some things, but they're big ticket. They're big ticket, man. How big? Bigger like, than um, I can afford right now. Oh, <laughs> just a stupid comic fucking book. Oh. Maybe um, I don't know because if you if you sell if that, we had uh, a Patreon, if we had a Patreon, account maybe that could chip in. Everyone could chip in. Sell that She Hulk, you'll be able to buy it. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, sell the She Hulk. Sell that Silk Number One is another three hundred dollar book. Almost Damn. okay. Yeah, I should do that. Look at all these Werewolf um, by Nights and Tombs of Dracula. It was this. We, I got oh, this. Oh, 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 there you were holding the Archie. Out. Yeah. Now that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze there. Yeah, so I've got one and two now. Well, I was going to say, I that's need, not, the, I need got the other it, one. But I, I must, I have the collected version. Oh, I, I I, yeah, there's, there's this Archie version and then there was a Mirage version that I'm still missing. So I just need that one. This is a newsstand too. Which one do I have? It must be the Cause Mir- the Mir- must be the Mirage or something. It's square bound, I think. Yeah, I have another the other one is square bound. It's the first movie, isn't it? It's a good question. I'll get back to you on that. It's I don't here dig somewhere. But yeah, I don't want to dig right now. Mine are on piles. You lo- you you got yours in boxes? Wow. <laughs> Mine are <laughs> oh, on yeah. piles. Well, it was literally just a disorganized pile that was transferred to a box. Because the pile was falling over. Oh shit! 
<laughs> All right. So, you, wanna, you wanna start the episode? It's really messy still though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, do the this. reason I'm talking about a box full of movie adaptation comics is because that's what we do here. We are movies as comics. And we compare and contrast movies with their comic adaptation. Right? Or adaptations if there's more than one version of them, like that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. There you go. Yeah. And my name my name's Ozzy. And, and I've I'm, got oh, Henry with me here. There you go, yeah. Black Market Comics. Yeah. Say hi, Henry. Hi, Henry. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we're getting ready to talk about a movie adaptation. What do you know? Mm. Surprise! Yeah. Everyone's talking about mm-hmm. the movies that get ripped from comics and put on movie screens, but we go the opposite route. <laughs> We go ripped off the silver screen and put onto a comic page. Because I don't want to talk about, I don't know, what's happening right now. It's hit or miss, but Uh, today's topic I think was right on point. I don't want to talk about Morbius. Oh, God, you just dated this show up the episode, too. sorry, I I know. (laughs) Because Morbius is only going to be a thing for, like, maybe another two days, and then everybody's going to forget it existed until it's released on stream. Spoiler alert, for later on this episode, we might be talking about Morbius. It sucks. Just anyway. There's a spoiler. And there's also, there should be a spoiler warning at the beginning of every episode and um, explicit content warning. Okay. Should we do that every every fucking episode? God, let's fucking let's fucking serious? do it now because Jesus Christ. God damn it. Son of These a fuckers, bitch. I swear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Warning. <laughs> warning. <laughs> and that's your adult content warning. Some colorful language. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Curse like pirates. Uh, so it goes. Shiver you know. me timbers. Um, yeah. What other warning? Do we have to do spoiler warnings? I mean, here's the here's the fucking thing. Um, we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend like no one, not everyone's fucking seen these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, this... first of all, like I'm not here to describe what these movies are to you. We're here to go over comic books, really. So, like. If you don't know, don't <laughs> don't, mm-hmm. don't listen or whatever. It's a thirty-year-old movie. 30, it's a thirty-year-old movie. Thirty-one-year-old, whatever popular. it is. And and a lot of these comic books that we're going to be discussing on this show are based on their older and very popular movies. And I'm going to mostly assume that our listening audience has seen what we're fucking talking about. That's the warning right now. This episode, I'm not going to make it again. <laughs> <laughs> or not so say now, I. Now, now okay now if 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 there we'll come across a couple that like i'm going to guess that not many people have seen and mm-hmm. it, when that happens we'll do our best to um describe the plot a little better right but for something like this we're no. not going to do very much of that at all if you're listening to this podcast you've definitely seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Hell, you've probably even listened to the excellent adventure episode we just put out. That could be. That's out yeah. right now. Yeah. Go listen to that first. Everywhere. We're kind of Everywhere. in the middle. We're sort of in the middle of a Bill and Ted series mm-hmm. right now. Um, but yeah, okay. That that is what we're that is what we're dealing with. This episode is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Well, 
Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. We got totally lied to by our album covers, man. Taking in the sights. Not bad, dude. We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken. Making new friends. Excuse us, dude, but is there any way we can get back? You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my battleship. Best two out of three. What? Enjoying the family. No way! Invading the present. I totally possess my dad. Battling <laughs> the future. You metal, dude! Excuse us, but your shoes are untied. Can't believe you just mailed in death! And meeting their maker. Guy? Congratulations on Earth! Not to mention your other great planets. Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. It's the comeback of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's a trip. Best of seven? Damn right! Ah, oh, dude! Left hand red. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. That's what we obsessed over for a little bit. Well, no, actually, we've been obsessed with this movie probably our whole lives. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Since being, um, you know, what, 10 years old, something like that around there? I, 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 think I, I don't 10. remember the first time I saw this. I remember the first time I saw the Excellent Adventure because it was a, it was a th- uh, theatrical experience. Right. And I, I'm sure that, yeah. like, <clears throat> I'm sure that cemented it into my fucking brain uh, a little harder. Um, I don't, th- I don't think I saw Bogus Journey in the theater, or I would have remembered it better my first viewing, but I don't. I don't remember either. After 10 years old, I should have remembered how I saw this movie for the first time, but I just remember it kind of existed. And ever since I've existed, I've seen a Bull and Ted movie. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, um, one of two Bill and Ted movies at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I missed it in in the theater because I was such a I was already such a fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, like I said, I saw it in the theater and I loved it immediately. Um, so why? How come? How did this go under my radar as a kid? I, I don't know. Yeah. How did the comic? Like, you know, I, I was eight radar. years old. I wasn't making decisions about fucking where. You know, going to the movies and shit. So I guess I just blame my parents. Like they didn't say, like, "Hey, this movie's playing, and we're gonna take you." Well, I don't know. At this <laughs> point, Jurassic Park had already come out. No, um, it hadn't. It had Oh, that's ninety three. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Batman eighty nine had come out. Ninja Turtles yeah. had come out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, eighty nine was Ghostbusters a two was, was a, out. Gremlins two adventure came out eighty nine too. Yeah. So like, there are movies that were. I was excited about seeing in theaters, but I don't know how this comic came like under se- my radar. Like the sequels and sh- stuff. Yeah, yeah, because they it's had... Like you yeah, were already a yeah. fan of the original movies. Right, right. Um, but yeah, this comic, it, it was in shops when I was... Well, okay, that's the thing. I It wasn't in shops. Because eight year of 10-year-old me, when this had come out, would have snagged it up real quick. I would have picked up all the Marvel series too, but... Um, when I was collecting, they just it just wasn't popular in the area, and we didn't have eBay back then or anything. It was whatever you can get at a comic shop. 
Yeah, you're talking about the comic adaptation. Yeah, the comic oh, adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know this existed until maybe about five years ago or something. I oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I, I think I knew that there was an com- ongoing comic series. Okay. I think I had known that before. But, dude, again, and I, I've talked about this, I, I think, on the show before, but, like, I was a, I was a, when I was a kid, I was, like, a movie purist, you know? Oh, Like, if yeah. it wasn't yeah, good yeah, enough for the movies, it probably yeah. wasn't good. And if I, if there was, like, a cartoon version of something or a comic version of something, I was like, well, that's just the lesser right version of what I could get in the movie. The so original gonna, medium, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time with that. So yeah. I... I I just wouldn't have paid attention to it, really, even if I it was put in front of my face, probably. Be like, oh, that's just shitty merch. That's all that mm-hmm. is. Like this fucking Ralston cereal I have behind me. <laughs> Too bad nobody can see it. That sucks. <laughs> uh, no one can see it. But no one can see it. Oh but take my word for it. It's there. I have it with the little phone booth cassette tape holder. Oh, everything. I love that cassette tape holder. I want it back. It's I don't know where it's at. Yeah. It's it's got the it's got the characters as they were animated in the cartoon show. It was the CBS cartoon show, wasn't it? All over it. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't really know. Not using the Evan Dorkin style that we see in today's adaptation. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I, I I'm I think the cartoon happened before the sequel happened, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I don't know. <sighs> Are we gonna look that up? No, we're not. I'm just gonna go ahead and yeah. say <laughs> Set it in stone now. I'm pretty sure the cartoon happened before the sequel happened. Such a uh, a weird sequel, too. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Such a weird is sequel. It, is it, yeah. You mean as far as sequels go, or as far as like as far Bill as where they're taking universe goes? Yeah, the Bill and like, Ted universe. Like now we know that Heaven and Hell are part of the Bill and Ted universe, but at the time you saw, you know, there was time travel. There was nothing supernatural, sort of about. Yeah. The first movie, and then you come into the second movie, and it's basically like the original title was supposed to be "Bill and Ted Go to Hell." Yeah, that's right. A, a large uh, that was their original original concept. I think was like, well, wouldn't it be funny if like Bill and Ted actually went to hell and like they kind of liked it? <laughs> they <laughs> thought it was sort of awesome. Like yeah. that was the original kind of joke that set off the entire movie. <laughs> it's like actually pre tenacious D. And it, it was built, kind of built around that, you yeah. know. And, and honestly, like, I wish there was more of Bill and Ted in hell, actually, in the movie. Like, I don't get enough of it. I want to see more of that happening. And you actually do. In this comic book, you actually do get to see yeah. a little more than you do in the movie. Because they've got some cutscenes, And um, they get some pretty neat shots in this. Like, and some of it is just like... Um, Hikes. Some of it you just kind of don't notice, but those are those are oftentimes the best special effects or shots or anything in movies are like the ones that you don't really notice. You know what I mean? Right. Like they have a cool shot where they're just like it's a walking talking shot of Bill and Ted and they're carrying their equipment from <laughs> yeah. the battle of the bands to their van and the camera can you know is in front of them and they're walking towards the camera and the camera's you know uh dollying backwards and it, it it goes into the back of their van 
you know, as they close it in front of the camera. And it's just little shit like that, that it's like they had to make a special rig to do that. They had to probably cut the top of have a second van with a cut top with a cut, cut top. off yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. To get a, a, a techno crane in there or something, you know, to follow them along. And they just they did that so much in this movie mm-hmm. or where like something will move across the screen and that will transition you to the next scene. You know, they do that a lot, too. Uh, it's kind of like a wipe, but it's better, <laughs> yeah. better, better looking, better looking yeah. than like a new hope and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. George Lucas wipe and shit. Um, yeah. So, and, and uh, you know, that that's uh, accredited to. Um, the cinematographer, fuck, I just had it up. Uh, I did too, and then I realized, like, hey, we haven't gone through oh something no, it's that's really important. Trailer. Uh-oh, what is it? Taglines. Go out- Ooh, you want to read some? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, we did that more. No, you do it while I... Um, oh, okay, okay. Hell... Okay, sure. Look it up. Oh, I just hit my desk and it knocked out my HDMI. Okay. Hell oh, no. hell hath no pizza. Henry and Ozzy go to hell is what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, shit. On our own desks. On our own desks. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again? What did you just say? One of the taglines was, hell hath no pizza. Pizza was huge, fucking man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a Ninja Turtles. Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's ninety one. What are you even talking? Okay, TMNT that is at sucks. its prime at this point. Like they are making billions of billions of dollars in that franchise. So pizza was huge. Domino's and Pizza Hut. Was there any product every, placement like that? There was Pepsi. every young person loved pizza. Pizza. There was Still Pepsi. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really notice product placement in movies. I mean, partially because I'm just not that. You're numb to I don't, I don't fucking care. Right. Also, I, I, I know subconsciously, I know that there are paid, you know, products and movies. Mm-hmm. Also, I live in the real fucking world where I'm looking at those products around my house all the fucking time. And as soon as you take them away, it starts getting weird. So please put Pepsi and Doritos all over my movie because it makes me feel <laughs> like it's, it's a real world, you know, like. Who can possibly have a problem with that? Oh, this movie took money from an advertiser. Ugh. Oh, you know, like, sellouts. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I hate that fucking mentality. <laughs> so, someone that's someone that's just so miffed that there's product placement in a movie. Get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be more. Anyway, pizza. yeah. Okay. Capitalism. Are there more? Are there? Are there less? Um, <clears throat> Are there less aggravating taglines? Uh, no, no, no. There's more. There's more. The oh, next shit. one. The next one. Did you find the cinematographer, by the way? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still right. looking. You got okay, me on okay. a tangent. Yeah. Once they made history, now they are history. Here's another tagline. You ready for this one? Okay. Yeah. This one going. is simply, <laughs> it's a trip. It's a trip. <laughs> it's not a stoner comedy, so I don't. I don't get that one. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill and yeah. Ted party on. That's a tagline. Bill and Ted party on. That sounds like it would be the name like a, of a movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like, these are all terrible so far. So oh, far, I, the, hate I saved. I saved I, the best for last. You ready for this one? I do. I I, I feel like I've I have actually heard 
now they're now they are history in yeah. context with the movie somewhere yeah. like maybe i have seen that one on a box a yeah. rental box or something but n- none of these are really striking a bell no not like not like um it might be from comics they had a lot of comic advertisement for this movie excellent adventure excellent adventure did too but this one in particular marvel had, they had entire pages or back covers on marvel comics at the time you're right. It could have so been. could have been. It could have been those. Yeah. Who knows? All right, hit me. That's hit probably me where I saw it. One. The last one. Yeah. I'm ready. Whoa, whoa, dude! Pressed hams. That's the tagline. That's it. What? Yeah. Pressed whoa. hams, like whoa, like, at, like when you pressure, press like when you pull your ass out and press it up against the glass, like the oh, car window. That's what a pressed ham is. I was assuming it was a can that was like a ha- canned ham. No, you know, pressed, pressed. pressed ham is pressed ham is like when you moon people from like a moving vehicle and, and you, you press your ass up against, against the glass. Yeah. So, oh, oh, they're probably referring to how on the movie poster they're all crammed up against the glass. Oh, in the yeah. Booth. Like they're, they're, yeah. They're, like their faces are asses that are pressed ham. Yeah. I don't know. Except for Bill, Bill Sadler doing this awesome <laughs> smile in the background. Yeah. 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 That's the pre- yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's just also there. Yeah. That, that's the pressed ham. Is the ass, and if you take your ball sack and put it between your legs and push that up there, that's the mm. fruit basket. That's that's wholesome right there. <laughs> you don't get that kind of knowledge on blue on um what, what's another I don't know family friendly show. One of those. Right, yeah, we yeah. don't know about yeah, them. I yeah. don't know. I can't uh. name them. Anyway, this uh, the cinematographer for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was Oliver Wood. I'm looking at him on IMDb here. He's looking a lot like fucking Craig T. Nelson in this picture. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. But, Coach? Yeah. Anyway, um, he's he's done some good stuff. He He's done a lot of, like, um, sequels to stuff. <laughs> he seems like kind of a sequel guy. He did Die Hard 2. The worst Still of the Die Hards almost, yeah. Oh well, no, no, no. They can, they keep coming out with Die Hard movies, so it's easily oh. not the worst anymore. Because <laughs> have you seen Die no. Hard Five? Oh How many? my god! Holy shit! Were there were there in Russia? Uh, what was that one? Five? That must have been part five. Was that the last one they did? That's the one that made me stop caring, giving any kind of fuck. Was that Russia one? Oh wow! Must have been five. What was four then? Four was the cyber attack, the cyber crime guy. I need, a, uh, I need and, a marathon. I need a marathon. These motherfuckers. Oh yeah, no. you do. Mm-hmm. Five is wretched piece of garbage, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Oliver Wood, um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Bill and Ted Two, Sister Act Two, mm-hmm. the better <laughs> of the Sister Act movies. Gotcha. Yeah, you you could be right about that. Actually, <laughs> is that, that the one with Lauren Hill weird? too? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed, mm. Anchorman Two, The Legend Continues. <laughs> my legs, where are my legs? <laughs> Here we go. The Equalizer Two. Wow. And is serious. that the one with Queen Latifah? I don't fucking know. I've never seen any of those movies. Um. I was just picking out all the two ones because he seems to have done a lot, but uh, he's done other movies. He also is responsible for uh, action shaky cam being a problem through all of the 2000 aughts because he's the DP on the Bourne Identity. Mm. 
And, and that's the first time I really remember that shaky action. That's Jason being Bourne. Real prevalent, real prevalent in that movie. And and after that happened, after that movie happened, everybody went that way. Right. You know. Right. Sucked. <laughs> I think there were barely, barely coming out of that style today. You know, because you still get a lot of that shit. In, oh, all in, the time. Michael Bay movies, for example. Yeah, yeah or even the big Marvel movies that no. are coming out still. You know, I guess Shang-Chi, they kind of fixed a few of those problems, you know, mm-hmm. sort of let, let you see the fight a little better. But they had fighters in that, right? Like, Well, the, they had professional, um, what are they, are they choreographers? The people who choreographers those yeah. fights, yeah. Yeah, so you could, you could, you could show a lot more of it. You're not trying to hide some actors shitty. Right, three month, three month fucking fighting course that they had to take before shooting or whatever. But yeah, so he did all the Bourne movies. Uh, he's got a style, like you know, got to give him that. But um, oh yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so one of the latest projects he's worked on is a movie called Morbius. Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let me see. He's director of photography for Morbius is all over wood. He also DP'd Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That explains so many of the action scenes. Does it? They're a mess. Oh, man, that's crazy. They are a mess. It's just special effects and smoke everywhere. You remember in Transformers, that first Michael Bay Transformers, where you couldn't really tell what was happening in the robot fights. There were just like machine parts all over the place. It's That's pretty like much all of those movies. It's pretty yeah. much like that, but replacing the machine parts with smoky two smoky figures. Like oh, uh gosh. like the Harry Potter movies, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If no, they were fight scenes awful. in the Harry Potter movie. I'm not gonna go out of that's my way to watch that. That's horrible. Uh sucks. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. That's what he's doing these days. And and he's in those Holmes and Watson movies with Will Ferrell. I don't know if those are good. I, I didn't even Will see Ferrell. those, but I did see Will Ferrell's any good these days. Anymore? Step Brothers. No, but I did see Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, my God. 15 years ago 15 or something? 15 years ago. Till, still <laughs> quoted <laughs> to this day. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. He's got a lot coming know. up. They know, he has not slowed down. That man he keeps going and going and going. All, Oliver Wood? Yeah, he's working. No. Well, yeah, Oliver Wood oh. and Will Ferrell, too. Oh, Will Ferrell, dude, I know. Nothing could stop that guy. No, no. E- even, like, the majority of your titles being bad movies. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go so far as to say that his bad movies outweigh his good movies. But maybe that's kind of maybe that's kind of every actor. That could be possible. I'd have to see a spreadsheet or something. Right. So this movie has, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey has a look, man, right? Oh, yeah. It's got a look. It's got a look. And I, I guess you could you could say that Oliver Wood is responsible. Um, the art direction, the art direction is by a fellow called Gregory Pickrell. Pickrell, Pickrell, and hey, he's got he's, some. He's got s- some stuff like stuff. he worked on Blade Runner in nineteen forty one. Wow. He worked on Twilight Zone the movie. Oh my um, god! Every time I want to forget that that movie exists. Three Amigos? Uh, no, that's awesome, actually. But the Twilight Zone, the movie, is the one that had that uh, cur- the cursed set. 
Oh yeah, that you yeah, and yeah. you and Matt traumatized me in that one episode of Frank Walker's Wonder Hour. Oh yeah, my killed, god, they, they killed that lady with a helicopter. Or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a lady. Kid. It was a guy. Kid. It was a guy and two kids. Yeah, and then you, I looked at. I did. I made the mistake of looking it up because it's on YouTube. Oh no! And yeah, yeah, yeah. That that now that movie haunts me. Yeah. Oh, but so, he was the set designer on the toy though. The toy was awesome with um. With you know who and that other dude, uh, Jackie Gleason no, and Richard Pryor. No, I always get yeah okay. Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor. I always get it mixed up with that Robin Williams movie that I don't like. Toys. Oh no, that was Toys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the Toy is a funny yeah. one. Yeah. They so they've got some talents on here. Or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, they've they've got they've got <laughs> behind the camera. There's a lot of talent involved in Bogus Journey. There's a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> The, the, um, oops, that's not who I wanted. Production, production design. Also, you know, these are the people to look at. David L. Schneider was a production designer, worked in the art department. He worked on Blade Runner as well. He also worked on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, for fuck's sake. Oh, wow. Holy (laughs) shit. Yeah, he was, um production designer on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Like, man, those images are burned into my fucking head for my entire life. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just of everything, the sets, the I, I just everything in that movie is just burned right in. Uh, um, he, what's up? No, I'm looking at a couple of more of the cast and one thing that I started noticing was they they keep using uh the same folks for things like special effects and and cinematography and foley's and editors and stuff. They we either worked on both movies or they worked on all three mm. movies. Yeah, a lot of them have. Yeah, brought absolutely. them back for face the music. But this David L. Schneider guy also did art for Super Mario Brothers movie. Nice and and demo and Demolition Man. Oh like, my god, two man, of the best movies of the early nineties with, with crazy designs. You know that were are just nuts. Nuts. This, this must be I don't know who's responsible for designing the future clothes in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, those big like the big foam. clunk. Oh, when they're in the school at the beginning. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 Which, yeah. I don't which, know who's responsible for that, but Yeah. It's I, it, almost it, like it, Evan Dorkin was responsible <laughs> though. If you look at the the uh the opening no, couple pages. Okay, there. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into all that. Right, I saw right. that too. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, Kevin Yeager also. Kevin Yeager was working, another dude that, uh, yeah, he's got working uh, on this movie. He's got a big range of things that he did, like Child's Play. Oh and, God, yeah, Child's Play probably being the most, um, the most famous, probably thing. I know he done. worked on a lot of famous stuff though. I saw Child's Play in there, and then I saw like yeah, some of the but, Tim but Burton. But he actually cre- he actually created Chucky. Oh, he created Chucky. That's why I know that name from. Yeah, I knew it was something to do yeah. with Child's Play. He created Chucky, and then he did. Um, there was a and couple. Then he, of direct, he directed. I think. Am I wrong? Oh, about so that? he? Yeah, he was responsible. No, I no I he. I think so. Uh, but like, I think he was responsible yeah. for the way the Easter Bunny ended up turning out in the. Uh, yeah. In that particular scene. Yep, and he he did all the makeup and special effects. Like, uh, well, mostly the animatronics, probably, I guess. But yeah, the Easter uh-huh. Bunny. And did he work stations. on Freaked? He did Stations. And, you know, if you look at the Easter Bunny's face in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. It does like, look, just, yeah. 
I know what you're getting. Doesn't it, it, it looks Chuck. just like Chucky. Like it looks Chucky, like they you know? just took the Chucky face and put a you know, Easter Bunny costume on it. Yeah. If you really look. So, um, so Kevin, Kevin Yeager face, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, but I love child's play. That's one of my favorites. Get shit on a lot. Or like people <laughs> think it, eh, people think it doesn't belong in like the pantheon of like fucking great eighties, like slasher horror. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you got, you got your class where you've got Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael mm-hmm. Myers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I always include, you know, Pinhead and, and Chucky. And a lot of a lot Pinhead of is more of a I don't know if that's about a slasher including movie. Chucky. Isn't, isn't that more of like a ghost it's not, story it's monster really. movie? Yeah, yeah, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. Not a yeah. But those monsters, those quote unquote mon- movie monsters, uh-huh. always get lumped together in right. that era. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're. I don't know who else. Maybe you're loosely your pumpkin head. Your even though what ended up being yeah what ended up. Of, what ended Maybe up... Leatherface, if you want to bring it back that far. Um, and then, um, what was the one from Scream? Ghostface? Ghostface is some is sometimes included. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, Leatherface and Ghostface sort of cap off that, the ends of that era. But uh, Chucky should definitely be included. I love those fucking movies. Kevin Yeager. So yeah, they, man, they got some, they got some talent on this mm-hmm. movie. <sighs> Kevin Yeager, um, I guess he also, yeah, he would have done The Stations, probably, right? Yeah. You know who else is responsible for Station? Uh, Frank Welker did the uh, voice acting. Our man Frank Welker. (laughs) We'll get that. It feels like we're going to get to this movie probably like 10 years from now on the uh, Wonder Hour show i know it'll be a it'll be a long time but <laughs> long yeah, time before um, we get there if you're not in the know listeners that's our other show it's called frank welker wonder hour and we discuss <laughs> we discuss every entry in his actor log on imdb so yeah. get there we'll get there to bill and ted one day but we will <laughs> he's, he's we'll talk about it today he voices the easter bunny too and satan yeah there's a couple things here. Uh, Station was um, played. The man in the suit was um, Arturo Gill. Yeah, he's, uh, uh-huh. he's got. He's only like three feet tall. He's still making movies and today. I I think what happened is he. I don't know if he replaced Tony Cox, or, um, or was working with him from the beginning. But Tony Cox was uh, one of those. Uh, actors in the station costume also mm. who's tony cox oh, oh he's uh, a little person that's been an actor in so many fucking things like you would recognize his face because he often acts you know um un- not under makeup oh he's in bad santa you know the little oh yeah 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 he was in uh, seinfeld he, he's in seinfeld yes absolutely yeah, he's yeah, in that's right, no. willow um He's under he's under costumes and so much shit through the eighties and nineties. Ret- Return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh, Tony Cox pops up all uh-huh. over the place, and he still does. He's awesome. Wow. Um. Uh, doesn't he have? Doesn't he screw? Uh, um, 
Jim Carrey's wife and me, myself, and Irene. And me, myself, and Irene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's real good. Anyway, um, yeah, Tony Cox was in it. He's un- he's uncredited, um, but he was injured on the set. There's a, there's a story that you could hear. I heard it while listening to the commentary track for the movie. But Alex Winter tells it where um, they were shooting a scene where they had to throw the stations in the back of their van and then and then take off in the van. And so they did it, and Alex Winter was driving. And I don't know why they would ever set it up to where they had to have the two stations in the back of this van where you cannot see inside just to have a shot of it driving away. I don't know why they had to have Alex Winter literally driving this van as well. Like it could have been nobody in the van, mm-hmm. and a stunt and person shot driving, later, yeah. and you yeah. wouldn't have known at all. But Movie they, magic. I get, I, <laughs> I don't understand why this happened, but it did. And Alex Winter like hit the gas with these two guys in the back in these costumes, and he hit the gas so hard that Tony Cox went flying back into the back oh, wall of no. the fucking van and hurt himself. And uh, it's funny because Alex Winter talks about the story, and he says, "Oh yeah, he was he was okay, you know. Uh, I don't I don't I don't really remember, but he was okay." And then Kevin Yeager tells the story in a different interview, and he says, "That was the last day we saw Tony Cox. He fucking left the set. He, he said I'm off. done with this shit, and he took off. Yeah, and we I never saw him. I never saw him again after that." Oh man, <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. I don't know why that even happened, mm-hmm. but yeah. got me, got me, man. Uh, so yeah, what what else? What else? Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, you know, right? Yeah. But yeah. the addition of William William Sadler, Sadler man, yeah. Does he not totally make this movie? <laughs> yes. I think he's the guy. I think he's he's the thing, really, that makes this whole movie. Oh yeah, he's he, the he uh, yeah. the Napoleon of this movie. Yeah, well, even better, even better than Napoleon, for yeah. sure. But yeah, you're right. Um, he it's beyond just like comic relief. I mean, as if you need comic relief in a comedy, but, uh, right? Whatever. Um, nomalos to nomalos. <laughs> they, <laughs> in one of the commentaries, uh, they they say like, oh well. Clearly, you know, um, Denomalos is just um, Chris Solomon's name spelled backwards. And like, oh, you don't have to be you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. And I was listening to it thinking, like, I didn't figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) This this just dawned on me, you guys. Like, oh, it sure is. Yeah. (laughs) Diplomatic immunity. So they called me not a genius. Uh, oh yeah, Lethal Weapon Two for sure. Lethal Weapon Two. Um, and William Sadler was in Die Hard too. I okay. I'm gonna do two that marathon then. We're doing that marathon. Two for twos. Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joss Ackland is the actor who played Denomalos, and um, he hated Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves like in real life. Oh, really? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. He just thought that they were, he they were beneath him. Oh. And they just like a waste of talent. Yeah, uh, he's just like a stuffy, tell, like a stuffy like stage actor. Ink, yeah, or yeah. Something. Tell that like, to I don't uh, fucking know. Tell that to John Wick now. Yeah, no shit. And also, by the way, the Josh Ackland, 
here you are on this stupid set with a dumb light in your fucking collar and this weird goddamn like foam rubber boots and foam shut up. Boots. Yeah. Who the shit do you think you are? <laughs> Why shouldn't you be playing fucking Shakespeare somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> he was like, I was in Midsummer Murders. Jesus. Um, George George Carlin George Carlin's back in this, but why? Like you know, I didn't I didn't need Rufus in this movie. They should have just left him the fuck out. Right. Am I wrong? Like I mean I love I love George Carlin and stuff, like don't get me wrong. But what's he what's he doing in this movie? He's dressed up as Pam Greer. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. It turns out ooh, spoiler. Yeah, Pam Greer. Uh, it is kind of a funny reveal when he he unzips that Pam Greer suit, um, <laughs> and he he's underneath, but also he's wearing his full costume, you know, his big puffy foam costume, somehow fit under the Pam Greer costume also, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a future, it's future clothes, future rules. <sighs> Hal Landon um, as fucking Ted's dad is great. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, and um, no, Bill's dad doesn't. That guy doesn't have much nope. to do in this movie. But Just that sad and, face. Yeah, Logan. Oh yeah, right. Sad um, face. Captain Logan has a lot to do in this movie. I'm sure he had a lot of fun. And right. I I noticed in the um, in the list here of, of actors, you know, in the in the beginning of the movie, the future, they have um. What is it? Like Alexander Graham Bell there? No, that's not right. No, it's Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. They have Thomas Edison. Uh Thomas Edison was played by... um, Oh, his dad. Hal Hal Landon Sr. Yeah, Yeah. he brought his dad in. His dad is not an actor. (laughs) It's his one credit on IMDb. Cool. Um, So that's fun. That is fun. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. That's when you know somebody had a good time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you feel about sequels in general? Uh, I get excited just, just like everybody else when there's a new yeah. sequel out in theaters. Like um, the next one I want to see is Sonic Two. I've heard good oh, things. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh huh. It's better than the first one. Oh wow, cool. The first one was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was just okay. Yeah, and um, I like um, Idris Elba. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's, he put he's putting on a weird accent or something in that movie. No, that's just the way he talks. Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he just has a weird accent. That could be yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but do you are there any sequels that that you like better than the original movies? Like, is that more frequently oh, or um, less frequently? Jeez, I, like I, I don't know because I watched you know, a lot like, of sequels growing up. I was into Godzilla yeah. films, so they're all sequels. Uh, this was just like ongoing. Oh, the Star, yeah, yeah. The Star Trek, Star I, Wars. I, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars for yeah. sure. Yeah, but those Godzilla movies—that's more like a, a series of movies. I would hardly call some of those sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. I haven't. I haven't seen all of them, but they're not very connected, are they? Really? Um, Godzilla—it's not a big overarching storyline or anything, is it? It depends on the era you're watching. Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Some of them are like more yeah. looser than others. But as you get closer to the 90s, they start connecting pretty well. Right. They have reoccurring characters and stuff. And then Godzilla appears, you know, like in the same kind of position that he left off in last movie. So 
uh, anyway, oh, okay. yeah. You know like what I mean? Kinda, like, if he, he, begin, was, he begins where he ends. Yeah. 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 If he was, if it. it was like, you know, buried in Antarctic ice, he's going to wake up in a glacier. Like, <laughs> like a Friday, like a, like a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I, you know, <clears throat> and by this time, there I, was a lot of other sequels like that too, like the Star Wars sequels. I mean, not Star Wars sequels. Um, Star yeah, Trek. you got your Back to the Future movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so I get pretty excited. What about you? All, all, all of which, you know, at the time, uh, or when I was younger, rather, I would have told you that Back to the Future 2 is my favorite Back to the Future movie. Um, I would have told you that Empire Strikes Back was my favorite Star Wars movie. I would have, I would have told you those things when I was younger. Right. I, but my, I don't know, my opinion has changed. Right. And... Um, you know, I, I see the problems with sequels, you know, I like, I kind of get it more now, right? <laughs> you know, you see the cash grab uh, when you recognize the cash grab when you I see it. it, I recognize the tropes. I recognize yeah. the, the retreads that they're doing. Um, I recognize the studio input. I recognize, you know, when, when something just that was pure becomes kind of unpure. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I kind of pick up on that thing better. You're a purist. So. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I guess so. Um, Dude, we're an hour in. We should probably start talking about like, the comic I, book. Okay. I would have told you, like, when I was younger, that Ghostbusters 2 was on par with Ghostbusters. Oh. And uh, yeah. I would have told you that when I was younger. I totally would have. Like, I would have said they're just, they're very much, you know, on par. They're on the same level with each other. Mm-hmm. They're both equally good. They're just different. I do not think that nowadays. Yeah. Dude, this movie, though, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, I still kind of feel that way about it. I've watched it recently, like, quite a bit, and nothing's changed. I think it's fucking brilliant, actually. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. I think in some ways it's better than the first movie. In a lot of ways, actually. I think they got their style and tone down by the time they got around to this movie. And if the style and tone was applied to the first movie, I think we'd really have something, you know? Wow. What do you think? Oh yeah, I completely agree. Just about the style. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a major difference mm-hmm. that didn't, that, that when I was younger, didn't feel as major for some reason. I, I don't ask me why. I don't know. Because you're more accepting. Just, yeah, it was all the same characters and actors right. and stuff like that. So, right. Right. Um, but tonally and stylistically, yeah, it's so different. Um, but it's it's got to be. I mean, what do you do? What do you do with a sequel, especially a comedy sequel, which has got to be one of the hardest sequels to do? You know, it's a joke. You can't tell the same joke again and again. You just can't. Like it doesn't work. Scare horror is different, you know. You could probably get someone with the same scare over and over and over. I don't know. Comedy doesn't work out that way. But they did it here. Like I think they did it in a lot of ways. And they were different enough to be interesting. You I mean you have to make it different. You can't just do the same fucking thing again and again with a sequel. I don't I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. Really? Uh, maybe some people do. There are a lot of dumb shits out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
simps, a bunch of fucking simps that just simps. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I I need something different. But if you make it too different, then how is it Bill and Ted anymore? You know, right. you, there's there's such a fine fucking tightrope act to play, and um, most movies fail at it. Mm-hmm. This one does not. I can't think of in many ways that it fails, honestly. You know, except for the third act. <laughs> Which was the last minute chance. <laughs> yeah, but even even from uh, well, how I understand it was originally, it didn't make too much sense, oh, honestly. Right, right. Not that it doesn't make sense, but it's just, it's not like built up to. It just sort of happens in the end, you know? Things just kind of happen and then it's over. I don't know. It's a weird ending. It's a weird ending no matter if you're reading the script or looking at this comic or watching the finished movie. It, it, it just gets kind of bungled around there. Like, they didn't know what to do. And the fucking future costumes in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> if I could change any one thing, it'd be those goddamn things. Because that looks so stupid. It wasn't even close to being correct. It, I, it felt <laughs> stupid... It felt stupid then when I was watching it. <laughs> this isn't what 2020 looks like. I, I don't know what year it was. I made that up. Yeah. Anyway, comic time? Anyway. It's been time. an hour. It's been one week since... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Cut that. Cut that. There's a produ- there's an editing note there. Cut that. Cut that. It won't <laughs> get cut. <laughs> it's not, totally not going to get cut. In this comic book... Well, what have you learned in so far in your investigation on the subject of comic books? And this comic book uh, business is really big business. Damn, son, where'd you find this? They will become adamant and vigorous about it. What do you think of comic books? Well, I feel about the same way you do. Okay, thank you very much. Well, what about the effect of these comic books on the children? Tell me about some of the stories you've read in comic books. And through uh, programs of this kind, and... And does your mother know that these comic books upset you when you read them? Tell me how comic books make you feel. Can you tell me a story that you read in a comic book? Could you tell me the story, one of the stories you've read in a comic book? Do you read comic books? This movie was adapted into a comic book. <laughs> Good segue. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Goodbye, right. everybody. Uh, cue the uh, closing music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? There we go. It? What the, the comic? The, into yeah. the comic published in, by Marvel Comics yeah. this time. It's not comics. So this was a mainstream release. You've got the direct edition that came out, as well as newsstand copies, like the one that I've got here. Oh, I'm showing the camera like you guys can see me. But Wait, was, I want to see, though. This was Show a normal comic where... Um, oh, you do have newsstand. Yeah, this is the newsstand, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I got yeah, a little tiny roof. I got a little tiny Rufus. Yeah, I got a barcode where the Rufus box. would be. I got a Rufus, and I don't know... Again, I don't know why Rufus is even on this fucking cover. Yeah. He's not in the movie. The movie was released <laughs> uh, July of 1991... 
This comic was uh, published uh, September 1991, so around the same time the movie's released. Where the first one, you know, you had to get the uh, cereal boxes, send in the coupon, you get to copy. Uh, this was the mainstream release. Was in grocery stores, comic book stores, oh, yeah. newsstands all across the country. Hell, the first one you had to get it into the fucking theaters for you know like that that had to happen first. Which oh was yeah, it was theaters. It, it had for yeah. them a year later, like, <laughs> VHS release. Then you had to find out that oh people out like this movie, and then you had to move on merchandise and marketing. Like, mm-hmm. You know these sequels come around and and they know what they've got and they're they're right there they're right there on the tail as i was going through this one thing that that popped out to me was the amount of ads that it doesn't have compared to other comics around this time even comics now i mean they they pump so many ads in this thing because it's it's got it's got a few yeah probably big yeah but um yeah but nothing um like i've seen more there's a three musketeers um there's a three musketeers full page ad in the back and um do you want to do a dramatic reading of this if we have time later? No. <laughs> Come on. Okay, fine. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll be I'll be the head sweatband um dynamite guy. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll try not to on. be problematic with the other two. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. Uh so uh, yes. If we um, haven't already, if we haven't already. And we're not going to. Yeah. This is a uh, double-sized comic. It was 60 page. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 80 page. It was an 80 page book. 80 this page. This never released in floppies, was it? This is the floppy. It's kind of just uh, like cardstock floppy. Yeah, it's like kind of prestige. I mean, DC is format. still releasing floppies like this today. Yeah. Um, prestige would have had would have been square bound and it doesn't look like I think like they used a square bound template for it because you see on the side there it's got it's that got bar, in there. but it's yeah. got yeah. So also we've got also just like my copy and your copy have these. Oh, mine doesn't have staples. Out, mine's glued. Ri- ripped out pages in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ripped out pages that, is weird. That looks like they only printed on like one half of the page and then just cut it all off or something. I don't understand. I've never seen. I have no like idea what's happening. Stuff. Yeah. That, but if um, anyone out there listening has a physical copy of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Go look in the back and see if there's like a dozen pages cut out. I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So we gush over Evan Dorkin now. I got I got some information Man. about his support team behind the publication of this book, but I'd say this is this is Evan Dorkin. You know, from this is Evan Dorkin from cover to the cover, cover. The covers on the the cover says a most excellent movie adaptation and, and um, pencils. Yeah, like I that's that's true. Like do we you know, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to hide from the fact that I love this comic, I don't think. Right. Starting right now. <laughs> I'm not, not going to keep it till the end. Uh this is awesome. But yeah. What kind of notes do you have? I don't know, some stuff. Before we get into the creative team, oh. I mean. It's surprising that I even have notes, you know. Uh, they're not organized or anything. Oh, so. okay. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe like chronologically, they're organized yeah, in the book. True. They are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So written and drawn by the ever talented Evan Dorkin. Who's uh, Evan Dorkin? Who's Evan Dorkin? Evan Dorkin is a man, unlike man. any other man, 
who uh um, man that draws cartoons. Draws he's a cartoonist. He draws cartoons on bar napkins. <laughs> and then sells them on Instagram. And then sells them uh <laughs> and then gets famous. And gets famous ish. Yeah. I think milk and cheese originated on a on a bar napkin. Yeah. I, yeah. I read somewhere. Writer and artist milk of the uh the indie comic Milk and Cheese, among other milk things. Milk and cheese. Yeah. How would you describe milk and cheese? I still haven't read any milk and cheese. It's just like a. It's just like these two, like super angry, like kind of nihilistic characters that like to just destroy stuff and wreak havoc. And um, they're drunks. They love gin. Gin makes them angry. Oh wow! <laughs> Vodka makes me and, angry. <laughs> and and yeah, they just like uh, get into little troubles with people, and usually end up wrecking the room that they're in. And burning the place down on their way out. Wow. Check that <laughs> out. You know what? Yeah. But the, the team behind Evan Dorkin here, uh, they, they didn't pull any punches hiring uh, the best of the best at the time. So Milk and Cheese, how how soon before Bill and Ted was Milk and Cheese? Like not – it hadn't been around for that long. It hadn't been around for that long. But it still had been out. And he also was doing work on um, on other properties before Milk and Cheese. Because there was some for, I think this is the work, comic. Was he working for big, big name publishers? No, uh, but I think that once he got picked up by Marvel, this was the comic that supported him while he worked on Milk and Cheese. Um, because before yeah, that, right. yeah, before that, it was just like quick little things here and there that he would do as a passion project. But the pay, his mm-hmm. paycheck came from working on this adaptation and then the ongoing Marvel series after this. That's. Yeah, it was kind of his first kind of bigger thing. Right, right. Yeah, cool. And it's awesome. It fits perfectly with the aesthetic of the movie, I think. Oh, he's the perfect artist for this. Um, The caricatures are amazing. Um, And they don't... I mean, would you say that they look like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves? Yeah. They kind of do. he, He puts in these little touches, like enough, you know? Um, mm-hmm. To get you to recognize them. Yep, George Carlin looks like George Carlin. Donomolos looks like Donomolos. The it's only like one that he gets Alex Winter like in the eyes enough to where you you can tell. Yeah, the only thing that was different, I think, um, was um, as far as characters go, and then the aesthetic that they carry in the movie is uh, the Pam Greer. I think maybe she was a late addition to that movie because they use a redhead in this mm-hmm. comic. You're right. This character in this comic looks nothing like Pam Greer. <laughs> nothing like Pam Greer. Yeah. So that 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 must have been a later thing. Why mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they were just making last minute decisions, kind of frequently during this. It feels right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, you got Bill and Ted's University, and I'm looking at the students here. And they're, they're, well, before costumes, we go into that, they're out, right? Okay. Really, let's talk about the the creative team still, because there was more. Steven, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen Destefano. Um, he was a regular at DC a lot. Um, he is also uh, known for being a storyboard artist on things like um, Superman, the animated series. Uh, oh. What else did he do? A bunch of like cool. Batman, Brave and the Bold, Ben 10. Um, you know, like yeah. I kind of between the 90s. He was on Ren and Stippy too. He did a – he was a layout artist and a background um, – Designer. Oh, on yeah. Red and that name sounds familiar from the credits, maybe. Yeah. Maria Severin. Mar- yeah, oh. Maria Severin. 
she was uh she was old school she was born in 1929 she her biggest um um pieces of work before this were on like ec comics and stuff and eventually she had she's been working since the silver age yeah um and she was a major colorist for marvel for a long time that's pretty awesome um, I like this this page. It looks very of the era, like she, early '90s. Co- yeah, with yeah. The, with the it's very the Saved triangles. by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was gonna say Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Uh, Marie Severin co-created Spider Woman. She co-created Howard the Duck, um, oh, sort yeah. of, and uh, a couple of the villains on that run. And uh, she provided the art for the Spider Man and Hulk toilet paper that was produced in uh, the '70s, in the late '70s. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's going through your mind as you're drawing that out, you know? <laughs> Did she know that this was going to go on toilet paper? <laughs> I, prob- no, probably not. Probably right, not. Right, probably right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ron Boyd. Uh, I wouldn't w- have told her. Yeah. Ron Boyd also did inking um, mainly for DC, and, and uh, he was, you know, one of those company men. Yeah, I think what you mean, Henry, is resplendent inking. Resplendent ink, <laughs> awesome lettering. Because they're not, they're, yeah, they're not just right. They're not just letterers and inkers. Right. Stellar colors. Non 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 heinous chief Tom Non 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 non. Oh man, Tom DeFalco too. <laughs> Fabian Nicieza, who wrote every X Men book after Chris Claremont, almost. Yeah, uh, was yeah, uh, right. was also an editor on here. Yeah, I like his X Men stuff. Fabian like eh. Yeah, eh. I like I like that era. That's just when I was growing up with the X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's left though? Like, um, you want to start going into? Yeah, sure. Oh, comic well, uh, of course. On the inside um, front cover of this comic is <laughs> an advertisement for <clears throat> Bill and Ted on NES. Yeah, Truly excellent. <laughs> That game was still hot it, a year after it was it was um put out in well, stores yeah, released in stores. I, God damn it got released on like fucking three or four different systems, I think. Oh wow. I could be wrong. Yeah, there's it was a lot. Game it was Boy more than it should Nintendo, have been. One yeah. was more than it should have been. Yeah. It's a terrible game. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Anything by LJN is terrible. Chances are if you if you see a, a movie adaptation video game Especially in the NES era, you Marvel. got the rainbow. You got the LJN rainbow stamp of death on it somewhere. Mm-hmm. They had that Marvel license too. Oh yep, they made that shitty. All those Marvel. Um, there's a Silver Surfer, X-Men Wolverine, game. Punisher, yeah, where you, Spider-Man, where you could only use your powers. It, it takes life from you. Oh, it takes life from you. Yeah, to use like your you, fucking powers. Yeah. To, yeah, for Wolverine to stab someone with his claws, <laughs> it takes life away. Bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, don't play that video game. It sucks. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, let's get into the book, man. Yeah. Your turn. Do it. You do it. You, let's it, go. Let's. It, it's fun already. Already at the top. I'm. You know, you're watching uh, Nomalos and Nomalos do his thing, and I'm loving like the expressions on his face. You know. And yeah. Yeah. He's really getting into it. I could. Evan Dorkin always is good with. The expressions, you know, they say a lot. I like that he's. <laughs> I like he's, that he's doing air, air, air guitar. guitar. Yeah, 
<laughs> He's got his little tongue sticking out, but uh, you see the musical notes, and I could hear it in my head just looking at this picture, you know. But he wants to. Um, what's his goal? What's his goal here? He just he just doesn't want Bill and Ted to be the center of like the universe, right? Is that it? Pretty yeah. much. You, <laughs> I can't look at this character and not think about the fact that he was a coach, the PE coach. That's spoilers anyway, later. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Like, it, that's it just right. pops in. In story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of Bill and Ted hate and gang. Where does that bit of information come from, the PE coach? It's at the end, I think, wasn't it? Well, at the end of the movie. I You're right. I know that too, but where does that come in? Anyway. Yeah. So this is good. And you're at Bill and Ted University in the future. And yeah, you're seeing the future people. Um their outfits are still outrageous, but they're not like that bullshit that's in the movie with those foam fucking weird things and the giant boots. Like, yeah, I don't know if if there was weird stuff going on here, but it looks like it actually did come out of it's like an advancement of sort of like the style of the time, like the late 80s, early 90s. Right. The I, the page layouts are awesome in this. There's like kind of these non-traditional panels all over the place. There's things are coming out of the panels. Things are breaking panels. Uh, Look at the amount of detail in some of these backgrounds. You're going to get leaves and and the buildings are going to have writing as tiny as that is. Uh Um, There's just a style here that's strictly Evan Dork. And then, like, he shows he was on his A game on this. He didn't phone this one in at all. No, he looks like he was having so much fun. And he sure loves his sign jokes, it seems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I like. I like um, even little things that he puts in, like on this third page, um, there's Rufus talking about the future musician, you know, with the fucking weird laser thing on her face or whatever the fuck she's wearing. What's her name? Um, this is Rhea Pachelle Pes- from the 23rd century. No, it's more than Mrs. that, Pachelle, isn't it? as you know, is the inventor of the... Station. Oh, want to take want to take a crack at this? I'll take a crack. The inventor of the stationophonic oxygenetic amplifier graphophone deliverator. Fuck. <laughs> I struggled through. I struggled through that word. George Carlin can do this word. Yeah, but how long Let did he have to you. practice that? Yeah, dude, he probably didn't have to practice it at all. He was so good with like words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of his thing mostly. It's just like wordplay and how words meant and how words sounded and he was always so good at rattling off that list of words, you know? Yeah. In, in like kind of a fast sort of rappy kind of rhythm. Um that was kind of his his he had a rhythm about how he spoke and he he can easily say <laughs> a made up word like this, I think. Without even blinking. Uh, but anyway, in, in this panel, <laughs> you see in the background, you see um, silhouettes of, like, the classroom. No, oh, the bunny ears and the Batman. You see bunny ears? There's the, a Batman. There's a Mohawk. Yeah, what else? <laughs> that's There's awesome. a Bart simpson There is a, definitely a... I'd say that's Bart Simpson for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Bart Simpson was hot right now. 91. Hell, uh, yeah. He, he I caramba. <laughs> don't have a cow man I'm a cow 
How are so, we going to um, do this? Are we going to go like panel by panel? Because this no, so I don't want to do that. No, yeah. keep, keep speeding through, and I'm just going to kind of go through. Oh, of course, like you, you get Jim Martin. That's also. what I was going to say. That was my next point. Was like, you know, you got your other historical comic. figures, and then Sir Jim Martin in the comics. <laughs> Sir Jim Martin in the comic. Yeah. It's like they, ha- I guess they had that written in from the beginning, you know, because you know Evan Dorkin's working off a script. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, right? Yeah. It had to be a script because this was released oh, yeah, because the same year. That's a movie. And we was. have all the cut scenes and all that stuff yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, Evan Dorkin's working off a script, but so they had to have known that they were going to get. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> Dominos, my old teacher, Rufus, Nominos, my Nominos. favorite ex-student. <laughs> <laughs> Who says ex-student? Um, ex-student. Mm-hmm. As if he ha- as if he has a list of all his ex students and like the uh, <laughs> you know and his ranking of how much he likes them. And- yeah. How about we skip over <laughs> to page six with the reveal of Robot Bill and Ted, the replicas. Okay. So Jim Martin, it's funny that like um, he's the only one that's like not in Faith No More anymore. By the way, like he hasn't. He kind of right after this, he was not really. He was sort of exiting the band. Oh, there's a whole Faith No More history? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you want to get into Faith No More history? Nope. No? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, they did Angel Dust, which was their follow-up album to the, you know, what's it called? The Ep- Real Thing. The Real Thing, yeah, with Epic, Epic on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So their follow-up album was not as critically well-received and... I think that maybe the fans didn't like it as much and they were starting to take a split around then. And then uh, I think their follow-up album after that was maybe the last one that Jim Martin played on. It wasn't that much. And it got real Mike Patton-y and I don't think he was mm. really liking that too much. And it, and it did. Faith No More got very Mike Patton-y <laughs> after, <laughs> after a few albums, you know. <laughs> Mike but <Patton-y>. anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the best way to explain it. And if anyone knows Mike Patton, they know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. Jim Martin Station. Station was the thing early station. on. Then, yeah. I don't know why. Okay, you know, I get they it's, never established it's that the it's alien a name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it? A is it a uh, a religion or something? Sentimus high football rules. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway. This so, is fun. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So page six is where you get the Bill and Ted reveal. Well, it's evil Bill and Ted. Uh, but it's Ooh, the first time about, you see these characters drawn. What about page five where I get a cool ad for Austin Star Trek trading cards? Oh, I have those. I have a complete set. I, I think actually half the ads in this comic are for trading card sets. That's the 90s. That's the early 90s for you. Right. T2. It's a good feeling. Star Trek. Who is this Star Trek character in this card? I recognize all the other ones except for this guy with the long face. And you know what? I've seen this character around, but I never knew that he was. Oh, the long face. What is this? (laughs) I don't know. Tune into my uh, other podcast, Talking Trek. Talking Trek. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) me, Me, myself, and I. Yeah. Uh, available nowhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So page six. Um, dude, they, so you got Robot Bill and Ted, and they're ripping their faces off in front of the class. <laughs> this is a truly terrifying rendering. 
Yeah. Oh, it's these off, robot faces. Stretch and pull, where in the movie it was kind of uh, just kind of like a well, there was stretching and pulling involved, but not to the extent. Yeah, but they kind of yeah, they kind of like rolled it down more yeah. so. This yeah, one's like stretching of off their face, like its skin. And I think what really clinches it are, are these tongues that they have sticking out of yeah. their mouth. Yeah, they look real weird and like corpse-like. Man, this color of. pops off these pages. The color is fantastic, and it um, it's so. It's so interesting how they got the color scheme so close to what you know the finished movie. Was. Look at that the time tunnels. Uh, they look a little different. Are the cables of time? I love that um, panel here on page seven um, because I I I'm, don't think you get to see the circuits of time in the movie. Circuits of time. There we go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't at all. No, I don't think so. So I like to see them rendered here. Mm-hmm. You know, back back of the circuits of time. I think that was something that we could have used a little more of. I mean, there wasn't much time travel in this movie to begin with, exactly. But it would have been one more thing to like, you know, I don't know, bring mm-hmm. it back. The only, yeah, the only time traveling that ended up happening was um, from Evil Bill and Ted. Yep, they came back. And well, and then it. at the very end. No, at the very end, there's some time travel oh, fuckery that happens. At the concert, you mean in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, Denomalos comes yeah, back. There's, yeah, there's that whole skit uh, and that then they did in the jail in the first movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they're then they're like, yeah, they go through the whole uh, magic thing. Remember thinking. to do this. Yeah. yeah, and then... Then they travel. Ba- they travel in time to get good at guitar and travel back real quick. But it's not. No, it's not really anything. Right. Anyway. Moving along. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Bill and Ted and the um, the uh, rehearsal for the Battle mm-hmm. of the Bands scene is next. Um, not Pam Grier. Very animated, man. These things are. There's movement to these characters. You and really get the energy Pam. that you get from the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're getting really lines do. directly from the movie too. The next scene, it, the next page covers yeah. the next scene, which is the birthday party for Joanna and Elizabeth. The uh, what is it? They're three hundred and wait, what is it? What birthday? Five hundred twenty-first. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, bad at, I'm bad at history. <laughs> you know what I real? You know what I realized while reading this actually uh, that I didn't realize in the movie because it's kind of just a quick passing line um, where Miss Wardrobe mentions that like well um we'll have you on because you guys work for pretzels and cheese they see that's that lines in the movie yeah yeah i i know that but oh. like i i always thought that that was just a figure of speech sort of oh that you guys work as as if to mean you guys work for cheap for, for nothing. cheap yeah 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 you know, um, but I, I realize here that, no, it's a place that they work. They actually have a job at this place called Pretzels a, and Cheese. The Auntie Anne's in the, uh, of the uh, early 90s? It, yeah, it must be a pretzel shop in the mall or something. The mall, yeah. But we never see it in the movie. Uh, we don't see it in this comic book. But we do hear it mentioned a little more in this comic book. And they even talk about, like, extra shifts at pretzels and cheese or selling blood <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right full-time back to full-time pretzels and cheese um made me realize made me realize that like oh they they have a job okay yeah yeah yep there's uh and, also there's in this scene there's the duality of bill and ted the way it's shown in the in the movie when they're proposing to their girlfriends 
You know, it's kind of <laughs> sort of like the same theme. speech. One of them's yeah. like water themed and the other's land themed. Predators. Yeah, but they're the, basically the same thing. I love how if you look closely at their note, um, they literally wrote, I wrote this I wrote myself. This myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this myself. <laughs> so they can remember to say, I wrote this myself. That's real funny. I don't remember if that's if that's a uh, uh, in the, the movie. S- the sign on the pool says, I rules don't for think tenants, it is. pool. Number one, no swimming. Number two, uh-huh. no drowning. I had a note about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, Evan Dorkin loves his signs. Yeah, or t-shirts. Loves them. Yeah, t-shirts, signs, posters. Anywhere you can hide. Uh... You, yeah, you could see it um, whenever they're in Bill and Ted's apartment. There's always fun stuff to look on on the walls, mm-hmm. where the background characters are always very interesting and oh, fleshed yeah. out. I didn't, I didn't like they pay attention. There. I, re- I read this comic after watching the movie again recently, but I didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to in, At the inside of their apartment, they have pictures of uh napoleon and abe lincoln did you see <laughs> that right. socrates yeah and one and the one for abe lincoln looks like it's autographed by abe, <laughs> abe. <laughs> and totally. it says party on hey there's a there's an exterior shot of their apartment complex oh the first the, panel page yeah. 10 in the top and man you could tell that evan dorkin is a New York boy. He has not been to Southern California because this looks nothing like buildings you would find in Southern California. <laughs> Just saying. They look like brownstones and, <laughs> and stuff, yeah. They, yeah, they're all brick and everything. It's like this guy is New York through and through, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he can, says it, you yeah. Tell. yeah that's, that's okay. I'm just saying, like, um, the aesthetic here, I could tell you grew up in New York and not Southern California. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Um, that next page. So, yeah, I'm already on thirteen. There's yeah. a scene with the uh, f- with the phone booth falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. With yeah, it looks great. Around, it, looks awesome. It's right at the end of their proposal, uh-huh. and you see it in the background of them, and that that's a real cool shot. I love that. It's not how it looked in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aim for the cat, dude. Aim for the cat, dude. So have you ever heard have you ever heard the rule um save the cat? You know, it's sort of like a screenwriting rule. No. That I th- I think it was coined by I think it was maybe first coined by um Will what's his name? Williamson who wrote the screen movies. I don't what's know. His name? Um God damn it. I can't think of it right now. I don't know either. Someone out there is maybe screaming at, at us through their speech. Bill Williamson! Bill! Oh, it's Bill! God damn it! God damn it! Uh, Why do I, I listen sure, to these guys? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Scream, the guy who wrote Scream, you know, wrote a book on screenwriting. And his, his theory is that you always save the cat. Like, that's something that you do with your hero character in 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 the first in the first act of any movie uh-huh. you got to do something like having your character save a cat because that makes them you know more humanistic and it, you know yeah everybody yada, loves yada. cats yeah. sure and what he cites is alien you know how sigourney weaver at the end is running along with jinx the cat <laughs> is that what the cat's name is an alien jinx or Binks? uh jinxy Wait. Jinxie, yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, she's running along with that cat. He says, "Oh, well, that's that's why everyone loves Ripley, and that's why she comes off as such a strong character is because she saved that cat." Huh. Yeah, 
anyway, it's a thing. It's a theory. I kind of disagree with it, but it's a theory. Just <laughs> proposed. And do you think that they literally had Bill and Ted, evil Bill and Ted, trying to kill cats, like, as a retort, you know? <laughs> Probably. The whole save the cat. But I guess, well, I guess, I guess that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been a saying at this time, maybe. I don't know. Just thinking about that save the cat rule. Oh. They're always trying to get cats. Uh, I I feel like Evan Dorkin um, kind of got this job because of milk and cheese and because how similar evil robot Bill and Ted are to milk and cheese. They're kind of like milk and cheese just with how chaotic they are and how, like, destructful they are. It's a destructible mm. word. I don't know why it sounded weird coming out of my mouth just now. But anyway, mm-hmm. um. I mean, they're a lot happier and, like, fucking happy, jolly, and happy-go-lucky and stuff, unlike milk and cheese. But they're also very similar. So, I don't know. I guess you go read some milk and cheese and let me know, Henry, what you All think. All right. <laughs> if, there's, if they're I'll similar. I'll be or, right back. <laughs> or I just, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like Evan Dorkin applied some of his milk and cheese mojo to evil robot Bill and Ted. This, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are Self- very, uh, very indie comics, man, <laughs> where Evan Dorkin is even designing the, uh, the milk and cheese logo and stuff. Sorry. I did a quick Google search of some of the pages. <laughs> oh, oh, you're looking at milk and cheese. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I they're very indie. That, where does, sure. where does this comic start to take a turn uh, away from the scenes in the movie. Uh, you get a little bit of that coming up. You got it like they, two pages from now, like when um, when maybe four or five pages from yeah, now. Yeah, because they no yeah. when they go to hell. When they go to hell, you start getting stuff. Uh that was not included. Is that uh-huh. what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, Bill and Ted land. They uh, you know, communicate with uh, Denomalos. They got there. Uh, through through Ted's eye, just yeah. They always right have out. some different weird way of of getting in touch with each other. The yeah. eyeball, or eh, I think maybe that's it. That sometimes it. they yeah. have to pop it out. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> I love that Denomalos like um is constantly annoyed also by robot also by robot Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. basically like having the two people he hates around him all the time. <laughs> it's very funny. Um I like that they have a van again because it's like, you know, it's rock and roll. That's like Wild van, Stallions. A, a sh- yeah, Wild Stallions a shitty, you know, um local band should have, have a, a shitty van, van yeah. <laughs> have a shitty van, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, of course, that was the original concept in Excellent Adventure. It was, before it was a phone booth, it was going to be a van. So <laughs> they kind of brought that back. I, I think that's kind of cool. I like their Wild Stallions van. I wish I had one. Right. So um, Evil Bill and Ted play a visit to Bill and Ted in their apartment. They think it's uh yeah I mean we don't need to go beat by beat. No, do we didn't go over that. No, yeah. no, uh-uh. we've seen this movie. We know yeah, what's happening. Yeah, we totally knew. Um, the one they show up, they show up to Vasquez Rocks, which is pretty cool. You know, what do they call it here? 
Uh, there's a little Devil's sign Rock. when they're driving. Devil's, Devil's Rock. Rock. Okay, whatever you say, sign. <laughs> Vasquez Rocks. It's in California, and it's a very famous. It's not depicted here, though. Rock I mean, formation. It's like not. The, You're right. The, yeah. So maybe they didn't have it. Maybe they didn't have that location set. Yet. They just knew, like, okay, we're going to need a cliff. It's just a cliff out in the middle of nowhere. Like, and they were like, we know the cliff, right? The cliff. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the I, kill, I, yeah. I definitely. I'm I'm looking at this panel, and I just I know the music cues from the movie so well that like I'm hearing. Faith no more as I'm looking at this. <laughs> Do perfect crime, and I I love that. So. Uh huh. When they're um, falling off the cliff, I... the cliff. No way. <laughs> Do you want to talk about music real quick? Uh, not about Faith No More, but <laughs> I know you should. wanted to. Oh, shit. Oh come on. Uh, okay, okay, do it. Faith No More is fantastic. Okay. Um, you know, most people, most people might, of course, think like, "Oh yeah, sure, you want it all, but you can't have it." You know that shit, dude. Faith No More goes way beyond that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, that's early Faith No More. It sounds different, but this is a this is an interesting mix of music on this on this soundtrack, right? You know, yeah, it's. It doesn't have like the same flow that the Excellent Adventures soundtrack had. Is that because you, that's what you really think, or because the Excellent Adventures soundtrack is what you heard more of? I've, I've been because I know that, that over was the my case. head. And that's a good question that I don't honestly have an answer to. Mm. You you might be right about that actually. No, but I I've heard this one a lot. Like I've listened to this a lot. Um. <clears throat> But but it's a weird it's a weird time in music also where like the hair metal and glam rock and stuff that I think like filled out Excellent Adventure pretty heavy was sort of dying pretty hard here in the early nineties mm-hmm. you know quickly pretty quickly right pretty quickly and pretty hard and I mean because of because of some of these bands like Primus and Faith No More you know. Because of them, they were the uh, they were the anti glam stuff. You okay. know? Yeah, post glam. Of, uh, of course, Nirvana was the nail in the coffin of glam rock. Um, but yeah, this is around the time, and and I feel like they're picking old stuff. You know, we got some Winger and Slaughter, <laughs> and they're picking the newer stuff. We got Tommy the Cat, you know, Primus. And uh, it's just interesting. You got some Megadeth, of course, and oh, the hell bigger. scene, of course. You're getting yeah. <laughs> bigger names, bigger names here, way bigger names. Yeah, that reminds involved. me. I just came across that Dave Mustaine's TikTok account. He oh, makes no. TikTok videos. I don't even want to hear about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do you, how, are you are you Metallica or Megadeth, or do you care? I don't care. I don't like either of them. Okay, I'm Metallica. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't like Megadeth. Um, I mean, you do you do know why I'm stacking those two up next to each other, right? Like uh, Dave Mustaine was yeah, originally in Metallica. Orig- yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they split. He formed Megadeth. Um, I like Megadeth until Dave Mustaine starts fucking singing, honestly. <laughs> or, 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 or ghoul talking, uh-huh. I think is what he does. He doesn't really sing. He like ghoul talks. You know, yeah, he does. Hello, definitely me. does that. Yeah, meet the real me, beauty. 
<laughs> Just like the Pied Piper. I hate that. I fucking hate his voice. Mm. <laughs> Primus, man. Like, Primus shows up at the Battle of the Bands. How, how did Primus lose the Battle of the Bands? <laughs> Is my question. Especially to, like, a shitty song by Kiss. By Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Not even by Kiss, just covered by Kiss. It's by Argent, you know? Yeah. Argent, you know? No, I didn't know 70s. that. 70s. Uh, hold your head up. Uh, hold your head up. Oh. Fucking band. Oh, wow. Hold your head high. And if I stay, oh, something, something, you can do it. I'm not going to sing the whole song. You almost did. You're welcome. That's a lot. <laughs> what else Tell about music? Cat, you want cool. What else are you going to talk about music? You don't like this album as much as the Excellent Adventure? I don't because I'm not a Faith No More fan. I wasn't back then either. Um, so nothing called to me from this cassette. I was more there's of not a... really even. Yeah, there's not even really much. I mean, there's the one song from Faith No More, and you hear it again when they're driving out to the desert they got their money's worth out of that same song yeah and then yeah um yeah and that in that song you could hear him say station and i've always been confused at like you know what came first like when did station come into play how long was it in the script um Mm. did did they write this song knowing that it was going to be in this movie but it's not necessarily like about this movie or the characters it's just a song or did they just have a song that was sitting around, you know, on a on a back burner somewhere? And the, when the movie studio asked them for a song, they were like, "Yeah, we'll dust this one off." Perfect crime. Oh, um, and, uh, wasn't that was that? We'll, what add, happened? we'll add someone yelling "Station." Oh, why not? Wasn't that what happened with um, "Eye of the Tiger"? It was a song they wrote real oh. quick, and it was just like a throwaway thing, and it turned out to be. I think you're the right. Studio's favorite. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Uh, all right. And Steve Vai. Steve Vai has a lot to do with this movie mm. this time around. He wasn't involved in the first one, but he was involved in this one. And he's the sound of like the guitar. Whenever you hear air guitars, um, he's the sound of the guitar for like um, the Wild Stallions show at the, the beginning end of the movie. Um, yeah, the, the, the opening the solo. Yeah. Yep. Um, stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. silly. You ever, you ever see the movie Crossroads? Nope. With with Ralph Macchio, where they're blues Mm-mm. guitarists. Oh, it's great. Um, if you ever have a chance, you don't even have to watch the whole movie. Just watch the showdown between Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai, both playing guitar at each other, like they're in a like they're in a fucking death match. You mean the Karate Kid? It's kind of like the end of the Karate Kid, but they're playing fucking electric guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can you can find it on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. In scene for Crossroads. Check it out. <laughs> gotcha. After we're done, we'll watch it together. It's oh no. <laughs> Steve Steve Vai makes some of the corniest, most ridiculous guitar playing faces. Oh yeah. I, and I and I love I love guitar solo faces. I think they're hilarious. Anyway, okay. You want to talk about comics again? Yeah. Bill Sadler's okay. not in here. It makes me kind of sad. Ah, I know. And and it's funny, like, so they knew they knew a lot of stuff here. They knew what the costumes were going to look like, you know. Mm-hmm. They knew the color schemes. They didn't know 
They didn't know Sadler was going to be in this. Or did he not care? And he just had this idea to draw death a certain way and editorial backed him up. I think I read somewhere that like he just put it in because he didn't know because he was working off a script. Oh, oh, that makes sense. it, It does make sense. However, you know, have you ever heard him talk about how, you know, death is supposed to be kind of a loose parody of this movie called The Seventh Seal? An Ingmar Bergman movie from like the 60s or something called The Seventh Seal. Uh Uh-huh. No, I've never seen that part of it. Well, it's about a guy who has to play games with death to get out of hell or something like that. And the the death in that movie looks a lot like what they did with William Sadler here. Nice. So he's kind kind they say it's a parody. They say they'll say it in commentaries and shit like, yeah, you know, it's sort of a loose parody of Seventh Seal. We were going for a Seventh Seal thing. You know, we're doing the Seventh Seal here. So if they knew that, why wasn't it in the script? Like, you know, n- none of it adds up to me. Seal 1957. 57. Okay. Yeah. It was earlier oh, than Max I thought. Von, Ma- Max von Sydow. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I've never seen it, honestly. It's a Swedish and, movie. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've seen pictures, and sure oh, enough, the yeah. death, death character looks death a lot like look, what they yeah, do. Yeah, it is exactly almost. Wow. Yeah, with the black around the eyes and the whited-out face Bank and the bald head. Yeah, so, so I get that, and that's great if that's what you wanted to do, but... Was that a plan? And why wasn't it in the script? And why uh-huh. why do we get I like skeleton how, death here? I like how later Evan Dorkin doesn't give a shit and he just keeps going with the skeleton. I love that. Like he finds out later and he's like, "Man, nah, I'm gonna keep skeleton keep death skeleton, dude. Yeah, for the yeah. for the whole continued series." Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So yeah. that yeah, um, evil Bill and Ted kill regular Bill and Ted. They throw him off a cliff. Uh-huh. They meet death. There's there's no there's no derogatory um language <laughs> like in the movie in this comic book. Oh yeah, no. They don't they do not call them fags like mm-hmm. they do in the movie. That's not in here. And they also don't which I appreciate, they don't hawk loogies on their dead bodies, which like that always grosses me out I, you know, I just don't like watching people spit yeah it fucking gives me the jeebies yeah and it's like cr- yeah, the cringe it's yeah. gross yeah and like i don't need that it's not funny uh just to watch mm-hmm. fucking saliva come out of alex <laughs> when drinking on a reef's mouth like it's gross and like i'm glad that that's not in here i noticed that it wasn't in here and i'm glad nice anyway yeah it's the little things so the it is the little things. They wake up as ghosts, and their ghosts are rendered in grayscale, just like they are in the movie. So they must have had that idea going in the script as well. Like, they're going to be grayed out or something, you know? Yeah. Which was difficult for them to do in the movie. Like, they, they did that all with makeup. They were in, like, Oh, that was makeup, but now it could easily be dude. done with, like, just some minor manipulation. It would be CG color correction or something yeah. like that, color manipulation in a computer. But yeah, that was all done in camera, like with makeup, white makeup on their face and powder in their hair. Wow! And like black and white, black and white versions of the clothes that they were wearing. Oh. For real. <laughs> wow. Go, go, 
go watch it again, and especially if you've got the Blu-ray or something, and you're watching it in. Let me see if I can get really, stills, man. Just you, to get the you, feel you could really that. tell. You could really tell. Nice. Um, but that's what they're doing in the movie, and like I said, you know, they must have had that note in the script about what their ghosts were going to look like, which is cool. I like that. I like that. I like that in the movie, and it works good here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's just black and white versions of the same clothes they were wearing. <laughs> yeah, it, it it looks goofy as hell. Like if you really look at it up close on a you know, yeah, ten eighty. Yeah, yeah. There was some resolution. There was some filtering that was done to the camera though during that scene. There had to have been uh, some like, uh, probably or something cool, like a cool filter or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, but already the way- that. Death is fun. Like uh, it's amazing that Evan Dorkin can take a skeleton face and render it with such Jeez, emotion. That is awesome. And and you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like yeah, expression, he does expression. Yeah, you know, which is pretty awesome. That that <laughs> one panel where it's just all black and you get that front of the skeleton, just the eyes and good. the mouth. That's yeah, awesome. With, yeah, with the little hash, the hash and, work and stuff, and the yeah, the the, the, cool the cross color. hatching, and then the coloring. The coloring mm-hmm. is awesome. They make him like he's kind of scary here a little bit, you know. Were you yeah. ever as a kid? Were you ever like a little scared of William Sadler as death? Was that ever? No. Did you ever have no? No, I don't think it ever really did it. The movie makes it really silly, so I think that corrects that. There, I mean, not they Melvin, they Melvin him right away. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't fear someone who gets Melvin right in front of your face. No, exactly. I got Melvin. I don't think Evan Dorkin understands what a Melvin is, though. I don't think so either. Because what are they doing to him? They just pull his head, his, his hood over his eyes. Or they're like pulling his legs out from under him or something. Something. Like they go for his head in the next panel. They're talking about. I mean, he's upside yeah, down. You know what, he's upside dude? Down. I don't know what a fucking Melvin is, honestly. Uh, what is Melvin? Where you pull it's heard, a wedgie in the front. I never front heard. Wedgie. Uh, I guess. I never heard that term outside of this movie ever. I didn't either. So you, did you just defer, like make that up from what you guessed here in the movie? That's what they do in the movie. They pull his underwear. Up is that the what front. they do? I mean, you could you could kind of tell. Let's see what Google you know, says. Sort of looking at their sort of looking at their faces. I, I couldn't tell if they were just like grabbing them by the nuts and squeezing oh. them real hard or something. I yeah. don't know what the fuck was happening. Here's the official. Here's the official definition. Oh, this God. is a, official, a maneuver. Officialized. Yes, that's a maneuver in which someone's underwear is yanked up from behind until it wedged between their buttocks. Typically as a prank or a wedgie, so I guess it is a wedgie. It's just a wedgie. I thought it was a frontal front. wedgie. Yeah, but where you can't. But this is this uh, is from behind. Unless you're uh, female. Um, where, where's no, where, I don't know, man. They, somebody grabbed my <laughs> underwear and then you know did that. It'd be spoiled. My fucking schlong. balls hurt. <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Melvin's there it is. There it is. It's a thing. <laughs> Death wears. Death wears funny shorts, they say in the comic. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I don't think that's in the movie. Again, you're out, again. We're here outside of Bill and Ted's apartment. They've come back as ghosts, and uh-huh. and these are these are no apartments in Southern California. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> they just are not. I don't yeah. even see a palm tree around. The fuck. 
There's no palm trees. Wrong. There's no palm trees. What about the San Dimas oh, Police Department either? It's the it's the easiest goddamn thing to do. All you have to do to show that you're in L.A. or the surrounding area is put a palm tree in the scene. Put That's a palm it. Tree somewhere. That's all. That's all you have to do. Yeah. So so easy. Come on, uh, put a palm tree in here. Anyway, <laughs> again, I like I like Bill and Ted's room. It's always fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Then comes the police department the de- scene. Fun detail. Yeah. Um, you know, where wackiness ensues because they learn that they can possess people and they possess uh, Ted's father. Yeah, I love that scene in the movie. <laughs> it's so funny. He does such a good Ted. Capsulator cop a... dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savory <son>. Crowler. <laughs> Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ted Theodore Logan. It's yeah. so funny. It I like, like the way that Evan Dorr can draw people running. Such a simple, running. stupid thing. Yeah, they're they're so the knees up is like so wide. Yeah, and yeah, the knees up, the elbows out, and the elbows fists up. up. Yeah, like, they're just charging all the time. It's so fun. <laughs> um, there's such energy, like frenetic energy, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, this plays out just like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Real funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You could even tell Evan Dorr can even. You know, he renders their faces differently when they're possessed, which is cool. Right. Like, all of a sudden, he's got a big grin, and his eyes are more open, and, you know, if I wasn't even reading this, I could tell what's going on just by looking at the pictures, which is what you want out of a comic. I'd say out of any comic, right? Most comics should be able to tell a story without having to read it. Um. Uh, that's a I'm of mind. Oh, okay. But I don't know. There's a marriage there that has to happen, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, um but yeah, they're they're making good you know, they're getting good Bill and Ted expressions on these old cop people, you know, is pretty cool. Yeah. Seance scene is next. Awesome coloring. Missy's hair Esquire and- hang on. what's what's up with Esquire? Oh, I don't know. Do you want to look that up? I kind of do. I, I think it has. I think it has something to do with being a lawyer or something. I think it has something to do with like you apply that if you're practicing law or something. Mm-hmm. I don't Is know. That right. Um. <laughs> I just want to know why it's in there and it, it, why it's supposed to be funny. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? <laughs> Esquire meaning. Okay. Esquire. Yeah, a title number number one now North American. A title appended to a lawyer's surname. Number two, a young nobleman who, in training for knighthood, acted as as an an attendant to a knight. Okay, (laughs) why would you apply? Who are you that you apply Esquire to your name? Right these days, a lawyer, I guess. I've never seen that before. Have you? Mm, no. Have you ever seen it in real life? I mean, I know it's a thing, but have you nope. ever seen it on a sign or a business card or fucking anything? <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, okay, fine. Moving on from Esquire. Esquire. Uh, so here's one of the changes from the movie to the um, to the comic. They manifest. Bill and Ted manifest themselves to the people in the seance as ghosts, and that is the most fun I've ever seen someone drawing a ghost. Isn't that cool? And it it's is not just so like awesome. a ghost. It's not just like a ghost, like a dithered out version of themselves. It's like these big, like 
ghost white sheet looking you know ghost like I, it reminds me of things you know? yeah kind cereal. Of. they they do not look like bill and ted at all like they look like things right. that the ghostbusters would be fighting or something so that's fun. <laughs> they do yeah. look like ghostbusters ghosts yeah very uh yeah they kind of, they kind like of animated. Look like they should be under that red circle with the line through it you know? <laughs> yeah but so Missy um, sends them to hell. They're all scared. They're all scared of these ghosts. Yeah. And they're like, be gone. The evil spirits be gone to hell. They go, no way. <laughs> then they stay. Uh, yeah. That's when they uh, fall into hell. Ew, they ew, get and bored they along leave, the way. They leave, they leave a nice little puddle of ectoplasm here in this panel. Too, oh, they did. Let me go back to see that. Through the floor. Because you could even see a sound effect. Shwamatapia. Schwamp. Gross. <laughs> what makes the schwamp sound? That's not like a toilet schwamp. or anything. It's got to be something pretty wet. <laughs> it's got to be pretty, it's gotta uh, be pretty juicy, dude. That's what she said. Pretty juicy. Yeah, it's got to be pretty juicy. All right, never mind. So now they're falling. This is they're great. I, fucking, I love this scene in the movie. It's so fucking funny. It's so simple. And it's just them coming down the screen. You know, <laughs> yeah. Look at the way they're they, yelling. Bill and Ted, and then they are stop yelling him. for a second. <laughs> and they think about it, and they yell a little more, and then they stop, and they think about it a little more. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, Bill, a really deep hole. <laughs> That's just so fucking funny. Um. Anyway, as they're as they're falling, uh, Bill just kind of like in the same positions almost, where uh, he's having a normal conversation, and Ted is just like floating around, almost like yeah. doing. Cartwheels in the air. I don't know what those were. Twirls, spins. Evan Dorkin uh, was correct in in giving this scene so much time to breathe. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, play, six panels. And play out. Because that's what's funny about it. 15 panels. Mm-hmm. 15 panels this is dealt with. Them falling. <laughs> <laughs> 15 panels of nothing but two characters, too. In and, almost and like fun, a black and you know, white. Yeah, and the panels on this page turn to like sort of a grid where they're 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 more they're more vertical than horizontal and it really mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're falling, like things are moving down and it's, it's a big yeah, long yeah, yeah. shaft but, or something. Yeah, even panels like this always kind of shows a gives that impression of of sequential yep. events, you know, like And then mm-hmm. they yeah, then they fall in hell. And then, they, and then they, yeah, they, this is where Evan Dorkin like has like, a ton of fun at this because I, I really like how you could tell that he's thinking about where these panels are gonna happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's thinking he's thinking about what the next page is gonna start with, and he's leaving he's leaving gags on those pages. You know, kind of. <laughs> or it, it, it's a good beat. He's got a good rhythm. There's a yeah. There's definitely know? a rhythm. Yeah. And like so, it's falling, 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 and then you turn the page, and then splat. You know, so it's a good, like, it's a good reveal because you can't. That's that stuff that you can do in movies, but it's hard to do in comics. And this is the best way that you can do it: mm-hmm. is just sort of reveal it on the next page or whatever. And um, yeah, Dor- Dorkin's taking his time and putting a lot of care into that thought. You could tell he's taking his time with a lot of drawings on here. Yeah, he's uh, having fun here for sure. Yeah. And this is where we should be having fun. Again, like yeah, I yeah. mentioned it before, this was the seed. This was the idea for the whole movie is like, what if Bill and Ted actually went to hell and they thought it was kind of awesome? 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were super amused by it. Like, that would be funny. And then the movie kind of wrote itself from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. They, they sort of wrote around that. So I, I like that we get to spend a lot of time here in hell. Mm-hmm. And we open right up with this scene in this character that <laughs> we, got we don't know from the we, movie. We got totally lied to by our album covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Kind of funny. Um. But it, it was interesting when we just we literally um, just watched the trailer for the show. Yeah. And I saw I saw this rat guy reach a rat out of his mouth. You know, so they're faced with like this uh, general or something. I don't know what he is. He's yeah. like a slave driver or something. He's making them crush rocks and they love it. While reading awesome. While reading Time Dude, and Life magazine. I totally broke a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're having a they're having a great time and, and this guy's uh trying to scare him by pulling a live rat out of his gullet. With, yeah. Too many teeth in his mouth. And they think it's awesome. <laughs> they think, whoa, not bad, dude. We totally know again. this guy. <laughs> yeah. We totally know this guy who got one of those in a bucket of chicken. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> ate half of it before we knew the deal. Classic story. So that was a cutscene from the movie, and we actually saw a little bit of that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was... I was I was kind of taken aback by that. <laughs> the next, neat. the next one with that, uh, the the band manager, yeah, he's in hell, right. Kind of chained I to a. I admit it. I signed Vanilla Ice. I signed Nelson and Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's another gag like that too. Oh, he keeps talking. Okay, I admit it. I came up with those lousy boxes CDs. Come in. Is that a crime? Remember those? That dates us, too. Oh, my God. I don't remember. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you go to the CD store, and they ha- they were in, like, these way oversized, like, oh, the plastic, plastic lock like, things. Security things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. those goddamn things. Yeah. That you had to have, like, a, a special key to unlock on a uh-huh. magnet board or uh, some the, yeah. shit. You go to a record and store, they, and then the new guy didn't yeah. know how to work the goddamn thing, so it took forever to get your damn CD out. Right, and it's like it's like they didn't they didn't figure out like how to put CDs in, on a shelf. I think <laughs> like in the beginning, like they didn't, they didn't know what they were doing. I, or they, the technology they just had, like, wasn't records. As, I think the technology wasn't there for proper security that ended up happening with like you know little magnets little or whatever, tiny whatever. This, yeah, stuff, I, I guess, man. Cassette. I even um, remember cassettes coming in those things. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah, those they kind of looked like that ninja weapon that came in the Ninja Turtles action figures. That was sure. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Now, so I think that I think that's what they're referring to here, right? Man, these these as action figures would have been awesome. It's Evan oh, Dorkin yeah. design. Well, uh, yeah, I don't think they have Evan Dorkin designed action. No, figures, those were the more. They have them from the cartoons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so now we get the devil and this. Panel is fucking awesome. I love this so much. Look, the throne that he's sitting on. Is yeah, that's so demon fucking head. cool. It's so much better than what it looks like in the movie. Yeah. This demon, this grinning demon head thing with like a pierced fucking septum. Uh-huh. With kind of like, like no form, but like there really is a form there, but no other yeah, details kinda, needed. He, He's kind of just like kicking back on this throne like he owns the fucking place and he does. Mm-hmm. He's the fucking Satan. Um, 
But man, it is. I thought I liked the version, the version of Satan in the movie. But this is so much cooler. This is cooler. And actually, that I go back and watch the movie again in in HD, which is a big problem for watching old movies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You could really tell that that devil guy is also just the rest of his body, besides his awesome devil head, is just in a a shitty like spandex suit that looks like kind of saggy and fucking stupid and all wrinkly. It kind of looks like ass. <laughs> the only it way to watch is, these is on a, an, an old CRT. It's a two, truth. That's yeah. truth. Because <laughs> all the little flaws and bullshit come out. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this devil is radical. Sign of the devil, dude. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they talk to him. And then they get put in there. They get thrown down in their little. I like the devil voice when the devil speaks. The way the. <laughs> The panels, uh, not the panels. The, le- the word balloons. The word balloons yeah. are drawn, you know, yeah. that they're, they're it's just sort of ominous, not ominous, but like disconnected words that aren't, aren't really coming from anything specific. They're just being heard, you know? Yeah. yeah and it's a marker, so it seems more, you know. That happens a couple of times. It's it, it not helps. just... It's not just when Satan talks, but I think any time you get like high, heavy ex... Uh, like um, uh, excitement or anything that uh-huh. they end up, you end up with a drawn word instead of just a normal, let's say typecast that's used yeah. with the rest of them. Um, like back and it, in- it's yeah, and it's not on a pia, but it's no. not word balloon either. But it kind of is. It kind of is. I yeah. guess that's what that, I guess that's what you get when you know you've got Evan Dorkin doing all of it. What, uh-huh. what, did, he, what did he do? The letters too? No, like, he didn't do the lettering. No, he didn't do the no, coloring, no, no, never mind. but he's a black and white artist anyway. So he knows how to use, you know, yeah. really, really basically two colors to, to express things on page. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now, now we're, you know, they're getting, they're in their own personal hells now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you got, <laughs> You got uh, Colonel Oates, and you got the Easter Bunny, and you got Granny Logan. Yeah, Colonel Oates with a huge cable gun from the 90s. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got that, and he's just firing it off for fun. Uh-huh. You know, just for random scenes, just to scare him and stuff. To That's Deacon. not in the movie. I don't think you, he has a gun. You took Deacon's Easter basket. <laughs> You stole, be- you stole Deacon's Easter basket. I can't do it. Only, only Frank Welker. Man. Only Frank Walker, Only Frank yeah. Welker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that bunny terrified the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Oh yeah. More the bunny than the uh, anything else that was going on in this movie. <laughs> For some reason, I guess because it, it's supposed to be the Easter Bunny and it's supposed to be nice. <laughs> Granny S. Preston. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Granny, Granny S. Preston, Esquire. Does he call her Esquire? Esquire. He does in the comic too. Yeah. The fuck, Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Death comes back, and that full page when Death comes back—that is an awesome poster. Let me tear this one out and put it on my wall. Yeah, dude. There are a couple pages in here that I'd love to tear out and frame. There are some pages I would like to own the the art for. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I wonder what happened full, to this. This full page where death comes up. And, and again, like, Evan Dorkin knows where to place a panel and on which page, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. to get to get the effect and the, 
maybe a surprise or a joke to land or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. the next page, Evan Dorkin's use of timing in panels, like you had mentioned about the, the, you know, the scene where they were falling. This is a very organized page. They're playing battleship, you know? Uh, Yeah. So like, yeah, the page before you're seeing there's kind of chaos and you're hearing like, choose your game. You'll stay in hell forever. And then you turn the page and it's almost like hard cut to, (laughs) you know Miss mundane C6. board game yes oh hit whoa <laughs> playing J7, where they don't, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they don't seem to be having that much fun yeah uh, you've sunk my battleship i love death's face mm-hmm. the fact that he manipulates the eye sockets really help yeah you, you know he manipulates the skeleton eye sockets like a ray harryhausen or something <laughs> Yeah, that helps with the expressions, but yeah, they're playing Battleship. The games are the same. There's that electronic football game, that electronic yep. tabletop football. I think it was what it was called, and then Twister. Yep. They've got and they've got Clue. Oh, it was Clue. Happening. I didn't see Clue. Oh, they do. Okay, dude, I yeah, totally believe it. Just Colonel Mustard. Yeah, it's a it's a flip flop because uh, in the movie, Death does the guess and he gets it wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's flip flop. Best three out of five. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> He's so good. I'm just thinking of William Sadler. You know, um, he Sadler's performance is so strong that like I don't care if I'm looking at a, just a skeleton face. I'm picturing William Sadler. I I just am. I'm hearing his this voice is... come out of this skeleton. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing all his expressions. I'm hearing all the inflections in his voice. You know. Yeah. 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 Totally. Just because. Just because he did so fucking good. Um. Though I just you know something just occurred to me right now as we're looking at this. I, I don't. You're not into anime, right? I'm not e- no. either. But I am watching One Piece right now, and a lot of the expressions, a lot of kind of like the uh, the movement Dude. reminds me of One Piece. I have a note. I, I maybe I haven't come to it yet, but I had a note where I put a post-it on a page and I just said anime on it. Yeah, I, I literally did. Where was That's... it? I, but you're you're absolutely right. A lot of this looks very much like anime, just with like the mouth. Like I think of like the big mouths and the big eyes, you know, mm-hmm. or no uh, eyes in a lot of cases. Sometimes no eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a big mouth that takes up, like, seriously, like, maybe the whole bottom 50% of the head, you know? Yeah, yeah, like death. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Bill and Ted in a lot of scenes where they're just, like, yeah. smiling. It's, they got anime mouths. Real exaggerated sure. smiles. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Yeah, so they win. Uh, they get death. Yeah, uh, we cut back to Bill and Ted. <laughs> Putting fish in a blender. No, evil Bill and Ted. Evil Bill and Ted. That's funny. Fish in a blender. Yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, a little. That's Evan Dorkin touch. It's got to be. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, that's not in the script. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. And then they're in heaven. And then they're I in like heaven. heaven. I, like, I like the way heaven's rendered here. Habla espanol. <laughs> Ted even Ted even mentions whoa most semi typical <laughs> yeah habla espanol sure that's awesome yeah. I'm telling you this guy loves his signs man mm-hmm. um welcome to heaven I love the gate at the top 
fun. They even had uh, death dressing in that in that dress. This yeah, is so uh-huh. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, they they mug those. <laughs> they they mug uh, those people. It's also a good cut. You know, that's funny. Like, <laughs> if if you haven't seen the movie and you don't know what's happening, you know. Uh, you, you don't know how this is going to play out. And then you see the... I like that there's a whole panel of just onomatopoeia where they're getting beat up. Oh. Thud. Whack. Whomp. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Right. You just see sound effects. Sound effects, yeah. And then it cuts to... Yeah, death. He looks embarrassed in his face. Okay. Yeah, that is that is an embarrassed look. Look at that expression in the eye sockets. Yeah, you could see it. Even Definitely. with the, you know, how small he's rendered in this. Yeah, totally, know. totally. <laughs> uh, line, so yeah, it. station. This is a uh, probably one of the bigger parts in the yeah, movie. God tell God tells him, yeah, go find station. Station was a highlight. Once station is in the picture in this movie, I was completely sold. This was a great movie. Really, at that point, Alex Win- yeah. Alex Winter disagrees. <laughs> did you Did you know that? I he didn't know that. Station was going to be that. a disaster. He never wanted it. He tried to get station removed. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it'd be up Alex Winter kind of into his yeah. realm of comedy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he said he, he didn't like it. Yeah, Alex Winter, man, like, um, you could you can pick up on his stink all over this movie, unlike unlike um, Ex- Excellent Adventure. I, I really think that he had a lot more to do in, like, uh, the writer's room when they were, like, you know, having just meetings and conceptualizing ideas. I think he had a lot more to do in it. And if you've seen any of his other output, like the idiot box show from MTV or the movie freaked, Mm -hmm. then you have a better understanding of what his comedic stylings are. Which is really similar to yours. You can see a lot (laughs) of it happening in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Uh It's very much more of like Alex Winter's style of comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That over the top live action I, cartoon I up, style. I grew up with these movies. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, that over the top. Mm, yep, absolutely. Like kind of, yeah, that uh, grotesque over the top. I love how Evan Dorkin plays with panels here, where they leave. You know, <laughs> they get station. They get the station information, and they walk off panel, like they walk off screen, <laughs> and you're lingering on just a little hat. And then the next they... panel, Bill pops his head back in. <laughs> Yeah. But the camera doesn't move, or quote unquote camera. The frame doesn't move. You know, the panel is just still there with that hat, and people keep popping back in. Death pops <laughs> back in to be like, "I'm sorry, they Melvin me." And like, that's a very that's, like that's Garfield funny. type that, joke, though. That's a super funny way in comics, you know, to get that kind of joke across. Yeah, I think I've seen something like that in like a Jim Davis Garfield. That where makes the sense. Hat it does stays, feel, yeah, something it does like feel that. Like kind of like a Sunday morning comic strip kind of gag, right? <laughs> station they melted so, me so we're seeing station here on, where where are we page 36 or something 56 56 yeah out of 80 jeez um they they nailed the station look they must have had conceptual drawings or something cuz that's pretty close to what they ended up looking like in the movie yeah they must have had that planned out well in advance and the uh the 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 combined station too 
Yeah, they figured they had that figured out too. That looks pretty close to the. They must have had a lot of drawings for this, or they were probably already working on the goddamn animatronic. Well, the, the colorist that stuff was, has to start first. Who did the storyboards? Is that listed on yeah. IMDb? Because maybe it, it was might, like the inker. Actually, the person that did the storyboards, it, it, uh, I don't remember his name. I'm going but there now. He's a, a Asian American fellow. He, you, you could see him in the movie. Actually, oh really? That did that yeah, a lot. Yeah. Dang. So, so like at the end when Bill and Ted are being broadcast to the whole world, and they're all everyone around the world is watching the Battle of the Bands. He's in like a, I don't know, a bar in Bangkok or something like that. You know, <laughs> and he's a bar, he's a bartender. <laughs> he's a bartender watching <laughs> the TV, and that's the storyboard artist for this movie. And he has another, he has done other interesting stuff. Oh, Robert Consing. Okay. Robert Consing Robert. is the name of the storyboard artist. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh Oh wow. He's done some he's done some other stuff. Pretty much a lot of things that have been big hits in the last 20 years, maybe even mm-hmm. more. He's done storybooks for uh, storyboards for everything from yeah, Mario to to uh Transformers, the Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movies. Uh, wow. Detective Pikachu's and Venom was the latest. Uh, Morbius, yeah. the storyboard artist for Morbius, so it's probably his fault that a lot of the uh, sequences didn't kind of <laughs> track too well. Because fuck that movie. Fuck uh, that guy. His though. next he's fucking dead. To me. Yeah, he's working on storyboard art for Craven the Hunter and the Sinister Six movie. That's still a thing. Why? Craven oh, the Hunter, my. the mo- movie or something. Yeah, like there's that? a Craven movie, and then afterwards, there's a planned uh, Sinister Six movie. That's stupid. I don't want to see a Craven no. movie. No, I I didn't want to see the Morbius movie. I didn't yeah. like the. Oh, fuck that. Okay. So I, I like track. how you know. I like how you still get historical figures in this. Albert Einstein and uh, it, it makes me think of the first movie. It brings yeah. me back. You know. Yeah, you get Albert Einstein. Earlier on, we had you know Edison. Right. You have to though. You have to because it's a Bill and Ted. Do movie. you? Yes. Do you? Yes, because they even did it in Face the Music, too. They do it much later. They didn't want to do the same thing over, you know. They did that at the beginning of the movie with, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Thomas Edison and, and, and uh, you know, James, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, Martin, right? Martin. Yeah, Faith No More, Jim Martin. Mm-hmm. I guess he's an historical figure. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's what the um, movie is you know, implying. Yeah, yeah right. <clears throat> um, the original concept for Bill and Ted, and I think this was more of like a studio idea, was that it was going to be basically Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but instead of traveling through time and getting historical figures, they're traveling through works of literature and getting literary figures. Oh, so like the Sherlock Holmes. A literature, and... literature report. Yeah, that's right. Get like ah, fucking that's Don where, Quixote or That's something. where Alan Moore got the idea for uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Kinda. Alan Moore. You, <laughs> right? you hack. You hack. That wasn't your idea. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I like that. Einstein mm-hmm. sticking out his tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going, was uh I like the whole thing. Surprise. <laughs> That's no spoiler. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Was I did I totally glanced over at page thirty nine and I just realized that I I read the ending too fast. Mm. We'll get to that right now, unless you want to talk about no. about them coming back to life with Station. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just, in the movie, yeah, they come back to Earth. Uh, the, the in the movie on page fifty nine, that last panel on there has has Bill just popping fucking Missy night night Missy. I have a, <laughs> boom uppercut. I have a note about that. They, that was they would never do that in the movie. Yeah, have him just fucking knock this girl out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, sure enough, she's getting like With a fucking nets. uppercut from a robot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think in the movie what they do is for some inexplicable reason they have super bad robot breath that makes her pass out the gas yeah 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 i remember that that. right yeah yeah no for no fucking reason at all (laughs) yeah out of nowhere another thing that happens for no reason is they just decide to launch themselves out of their car through the fucking windshield into this house (laughs) (laughs) they're just like they're laughing about it the whole time Uh uh-huh uh, I, lo- I love that bit from the movie. They just like wreck and just like launch out their cars. <laughs> like, Excellent. So good. Um, Bill and Ted, man. Yeah. They're classic. They're just so happy about it themselves all the time. This comic is a classic. That, you know? Yeah. Uh, how's it going, flesh and blood, babes? Did you ever pick up on Bill and Ted talk like when you were younger? Did we- were you saying excellent and shit? Did I, that ever make it into the lec- your lexicon? I think I don't think so. I think Ninja Turtles probably did a lot more. Yeah, me too, yeah. for sure. And then and then after that, shortly after that, Beavis and Butthead happened. Yeah, yeah, and then Beavis so and Butthead was, took over. It was all, yeah. After I was that, definitely was, talking like Beavis and Butthead. Do this, do that. Yeah, Get, <laughs> I still sucks. do that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we got, going we, we got uh, oh, they, oh, oh. so they got this gag um, that was that was actually in the script, and I think they even shot some of it. Um, where th- for some reason they just decide that they they the, the evil robot Bill and Ted's unzip their bodies, and it turns out that. Evil Robot Bill is actually Evil Robot Ted, Ted. <laughs> and Evil Robot Ted is actually Evil Robot yeah. Bill. And then it just ends, and then it's just like, "Yep, that was a thing," and then it's just over. It's kind of, I don't know if that's funny or not. I, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny here that it just comes out of nowhere and it happens, and then it's done, and it's never referred to again. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, uh, so they go to Builders Emporium. Do you remember Builders Emporium? They didn't have that where I'm from. No, no. I think that was the thing that they that was around um, before, like Home Depot. Like, home Home Depot. Mm. Yeah. So it was like that mid level between like a corporate home improvement store and a yeah yeah, yeah. And a mom like and an Ace Hardware. It's like kinda, a uh, okay. You know something like closer to that, I think, but. I, I don't really remember. It's not like I was doing a bunch of fucking home repair projects when I was five, but I do. <laughs> I do yeah. remember seeing those stores around when I was a kid. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, they're getting they're getting the stuff here um, in one. Yeah, two panels. It turns into. I, I, I love scenes in movies where they have to go through a store real quick and just like get a bunch of things off a shelf to build something. What kind of montages were in this movie? <laughs> Because, you know, we've talked about the first one being full of them. Not like the first movie. Not like the and first even, one. Even this shopping experience was hardly a montage. Right. It wasn't really. It was more of a series of 
scenes, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but it, it wasn't like your classic montage, like it was set to a popular song and, you know, you're not really hearing anything and um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not a great deal of time passes either. You know, we have to, is, yeah. What happens in a montage is you're trying to skip over a great deal of time, but mm-hmm. they're just they're just in the hardware store shopping. Um, yeah, and then they're in the parking lot. There's then... a there's a little gag in the movie where Death walks by a guy smoking a cigarette in the store. And he says, oh, <laughs> I'll be are... seeing you real <laughs> soon, or something like yeah. that. You know, and he, the guy goes, "What the fuck?" And he throws a cigarette down. That guy is the director, Peter Hewitt. Oh, really? Yep. That cool. guy is is Peter Hewitt. He did. He um, came out of nowhere and did Bogus Journey, really. Like, I think he did some short that got some attention called, like, Sugar or Candy or something like sugar. that. Sugar. I think it was Sugar, wasn't it? Eh, it was Sugar Candy or, or some, something like some that. Yeah. Shit yeah. Like that. And then he got Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, The Candy Show. Okay. I don't, I don't oh, know what that okay. is. Okay. Yeah. But Bill I and Ted's know. Bogus Journey. And he didn't do much after mm-hmm. that. He did some family movies. I think if you were. If you were like um, of the right age, you might be into some of this stuff, like Tom and Huck and the Borrowers. He made those movies. Eh. Like, I think if you were like if you were like ten years old in nineteen ninety five, you'd probably be into this. Yeah. He and, he and he did that live action Garfield movie with Bill Murray and shit. Mm, didn't see it. No, I didn't either. But oh. <laughs> <you know. laughs> wow, slam dancing. <laughs> anyway. Peter Hewitt's the guy smoking a cigarette in that scene. Oh, cool. <laughs> and not in the yeah. comic, though. <laughs> that would have been good to add here, but, like, geez, this thing is already 80 pages long. That was actually a William Sadler um, ad. He wanted to do that last uh, minute. Oh, uh, cool. So they Makes worked sense. it in. Yeah. And the studio actually wanted it cut out because it depicted a person smoking a cigarette. That changed, yeah. Could kind change the ratings. They kind of had to fight. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, even though it's like showing that they're bad, but whatever. Yeah. And so we're so we're coming up on another uh, pretty major cutscene here. Pretty major. Well, after this, yeah. it's it's the uh, the movie is completely. I mean, the the adaptation completely changes the ending. Yeah, we're it? into we're into Act Three, and it's like very different. Yeah. Because they had problems, they didn't they didn't know what they want how they wanted to end. Yeah, the it's, it's, that's what happens when you work off a draft. It seems, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The one of the first things that uh, happens. Oh, not e- not even a draft. I think they just didn't fucking know. I just think that they, as writers, didn't know how to end the movie. And when this go around, they had a lot more input from studio heads and people with different opinions. You know, so I'm sure it got bungled along the way. You know, Ed Solomon and uh, Chris Matheson didn't really want to write this movie. Oh, really? They were reluctant. They were reluctant writers. I, I feel, I think the only real reason they did it is because they knew that it was going to happen anyway, and they didn't want someone else to write it. So it was like, yeah, okay, you hear that over and over again when it comes to sequels, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that what they uh-huh, told the, what the, um, the Wachowskis about uh, the Matrix? Like, look, this is going to happen. Oh, I don't know. You don't. Dude, maybe that that could be true. That could be very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's what happened here, and so they kind of reluctantly joined, you know. So they had some ideas that got cut, and yeah, this this is a big one. There, they just 
This next scene is the biggest one. With sta- I think so. Yeah. With station, they gathered all the stuff they need to build good robot uses. Mm-hmm. And now they're heading off to the Battle of the Bands, but they they are stopped by the the hellscape characters, the fears. Is mm-hmm. that what we want to yeah, call them? Cur- the, fe- the, the fears. Hell fears. Yeah. Yeah. So hell it's fears. Grandma as Preston. It's a Colonel Oates, and it's the Easter Bunny. They materialize. But how it how it's happening here is like they've got these weird devices or something. What do you right? mean? What what they were like the... evil robot Bill and Ted? They've got these weird like they look like they look like fucking like uh, negative zone projectors or something like that. They look like flashlights or flashlights or something. At which point, <laughs> huh? Are you getting ahead? Well, I'm I'm on page sixty one, and they just left oh. the oh, hardware okay, okay, store. And um, oh, those devices, yeah, yeah, yeah. They whip out these flashlight looking things. And yeah. They say, okay, we're gonna summon these. Womp 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 womp. How is this working? What? They're they're hell characters, right? Like they're not, or are they ghosts that are captured? Like like in a fucking like a proton pack, like a Ghostbusters kind of thing? Like, what is this exactly? What are these devices that mm-hmm. summon creatures from hell? Or do these devices, are they future devices that just learn your fears and bring deliver them? Like, what, what the fuck is going on here? Right. <laughs> do you have any answers for me, Henry? None at all. I'll go I'll go ask Evan, though. We're on a first-name basis, so I'll ask him and get back to you. Okay. Get yeah. the Evs. Get yeah. back to me. Get the, get the Ev man. I just noticed uh, that it's funny that, like, uh, there's a little drawing when they're parked in front of Builder's Emporium. Death is um, scaring off a little child in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> double, double sign and making an angry face. Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty funny anyway so yeah evil robot bill and ted have these devices that like bring creatures from hell or something and that's how um the characters from before the easter bunny grandma preston and right. colonel oates get here to try to stop bill and ted from getting to the the battle of the bands with a car chase right yeah, there's a car chase, and a lot well, of this, yeah, a lot Grandma's of this stuff was wheelchair. shot. Oh, really? She's in like, yeah, yes, really. Um, there's there's footage of it, and there are even moments in the finished movie where, if you look at the van, um, it's got damage on it from this event happening. Oh, cool. So, like, there's a big tear in the top of the roof of the van in one shot or something that you can see. That was in one of the panels earlier, though. I noticed that. Let me go back a Mm. page here. Yeah. That tear that's kind of, like, mended on the top of the van, it's when they're, like, overlooking a patio here. Oh, yeah. They find it. And, yeah, like, Evan Dorkin drew it in. Yeah, well, he also rendered the van yellow in one of these scenes. but Yeah, here it is on page 15. Oh. You see there's like a mend there on the, on the top of the Wild Stallions van. So Station just says Station. Is he a Pokemon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is a Cool. Yeah. Wow, slam dancing. Remember when, <laughs> mo- remember when moshing was called slam dancing? 
No, I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I am. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> Do you remember when they were saying slam dancing? Slam dancing. Ball? Yeah. Yeah. Station. Um. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's the three fears. On. Robots. We got the three fears, and it, it, here's another. You know, good timing. Good timing mm-hmm. on these panels. You see their silhouettes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they go, "What's the, that?" And they're looking at a silhouette that's at the bottom of the page. Yeah. And then they say, "Turn on the lights," and then you turn the page, and you get your big splash page of the reveal. And the splash page is awesome. It's super cool. And it's 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 full on beast mode with these characters. Yeah. <laughs> World's greatest grandma. She's got like a bib on or something. Yeah. What the fuck. <laughs> And, and and they're souped up from there's their blood coming versions. down from the Easter Bunny's mouth. The Easter Bunny sure is jacked up. Color like it he red. Became, he became werewolf Easter Bunny or yeah. something. Granny and is got is packing heat, and she's got this souped up wheelchair. And yeah, they get into this car chase. Uh, it goes on for several pages, and eventually Bill and Ted realize that they have to face their fears. Is how they have to stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, Ted calls his brother and says, sorry for stealing your Easter basket. And the Easter bunny poof goes away. Uh, you know, Bill, what is, well, he kisses Bill his grandma him? on the cheek and he kisses his grandma. Yeah. Poof, the poof. Grandma on the cheek. He's like, Oh, okay. I'll give you a kiss. Poofs her away. Yeah. And then it's funny. They decide to ha- just have a nice chat with Colonel Oates. <laughs> you see my father, beat I, I really, me. I really like this gag, yeah, where, like, they stop the van, and he's approaching yelling with a gun, and he opens the back, and then they're sitting there just, like, all casually. <laughs> like, why, why Colonel Oates? With soft what drinks. Surprise. Come in, dude. Hey, join Twink. us for our superior, coffee? superior tea party. <laughs> tea party coffee clash. <laughs> yeah. And they have, a nice, they have a nice heart-to-heart with him and a chat. And he has an epiphany about uh, his, his father and like or something. And the device like. just yeah, the yeah, Colonel Oates turns into that and device again and then smash. He poofs away, he poofs away. Yeah. Poofed. Would you have liked to have seen this in the movie? Uh probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially that that's, yeah, that chase scene would have been fun. The rabbit breaking that the top of the van open would have been great. Yeah, all that stuff would have been real good. I wonder if they ran out of money or something and they literally couldn't do it I, I don't know why it got cut timing mm-hmm. time i guess maybe yeah then um, i just wanted to get them to this battle of the bands which like at this point who cares about this fucking battle of the bands right i kind of forgot this was a thing almost they don't make a big they don't make a big deal about it like there's no real good like hard lead up to this happening <laughs> it's a problem with the script like it's in the movie too it's not it's not the comic book but anyway, um, the good robot uses, they're pretty useless, aren't they? Yeah. Like, why do they make a whole hubbub Save about the them? It, even in the movie, even in how it plays out in the movie, like, they make such a big to-do about going and finding stations. So mm-hmm. you can build them robots and building the robots. And then all these things do is come out and just, like, punch their heads off or something. Mm-hmm. That's in the movie. It plays out different in the comic. Uh, but everything in the end here plays out a little differently. Yeah. Um, the good robot us is before they even walk into the building, um, Bill and Ted go, we got to save the babes. And the good robot us are like, save babes, save babes. And they go off running. 
in the Road in the opposite style. direction. <laughs> yeah. They're going the wrong way, they say, and Bill says, and most rapidly. <laughs> most rapidly. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say. Anyway, um, and then you don't see them anymore. Well, you do. They come back, but what's up? Where are you in this book? 71? I like, I like, I like the good robot us's and their big giant light-up eyes and their franticness. <laughs> oh, I see Sony. I see Sony on good Sony, on good yeah. Robot Bill's knee kneecap. That's funny. <sighs> so what's happening? Let's see, what is even happening at the end of this movie? So much stuff. I feel like this movie ends like three different times. Yeah, it's it's seriously got like three endings. <clears throat> so the princesses. Uh. uh what you got? Well, I'm on page uh, 71 here where uh, Bill and Ted and Death come into the theater because uh, evil Bill and Ted had taken the stage as the Wild Stallions. <laughs> Greetings, oh, yeah. worms. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they introduce themselves as the Wild Stallions and then um, – yeah, yeah, yeah. The robots take off. They take Death with them on stage. They conf- they're confronted by good Bill and Ted. <laughs> they, they call them – Yes, way, facsimile, Bill and Ted. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, from this point on, uh, evil Bill and Ted is identified by the sunglasses, and good Bill and Ted yeah. do not have sunglasses on. There's a scuffle. Um, That's a good way to tell them apart. That's yeah. a good way to differentiate. To differentiate, yeah. Yeah, what's Death You'd doing here? Time otherwise. Uh, he's, 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 he's getting over his stage fright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Devo meets Mike Tyson. Okay, funny. Um yeah, so what? Bill and Ted get killed again, actually. Look, yeah, they, they look at Bill punching good Bill punching evil Bill and yeah. his his wrist breaks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you're metal, dude. All right. Yeah, so they get their asses and, handed. So, to okay. Them. So we got they knew that the Reaper was going to do a rap song, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I reap each soul with my bony wand. Behold before you two bills and two Ted's. Something, something. Two good and real and two metal heads. <laughs> Man, that's white guy rap if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. What's more classic is, is the line in the movie, actually, is better. William Sadler made up that line, you know. Oh, really? You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later, you dance with the Reaper. Am I right? That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. That's fucking so cool. Yeah, William Sather is credited for having made that up. <laughs> so that, that came that came from him. It's not in here. I wish it was, because that's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they die again. What because- else? Oh, so the, the princesses are hanging, you know, by the ropes, just like in the movie, mm-hmm. up, up on the the scaffolding or whatever and they're about the ropes are about to break and then you see um evil the good robot bill and ted's run back into the building to catch them just in time and that what they what they figure out has happened is that they ran the other way and they must have ran all the way around the world to come back here and make it in time or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, they must have run around the world to get enough momentum to break that wall. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, like, Den- <laughs> yeah, then uh, Denomalo shows up in None just of that like makes he does in the movie. Yeah. He's got a big '90s gun. Oh, but they kill Bill and Ted again for a second time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Bill and, and they Ted. End up as- they end up as ghosts, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're dead again. And and they talk to death, and they're like, hey, you owe us more lives because, like, we beat you, like, five out of seven yeah, times. Yeah, we beat something. you four out of seven. You owe us two more lives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wonder how many more they are still owed. I wonder if they have lives on, you know. On reserve. <laughs> <laughs> on reserve with death. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Donamolo shows up. Um, well, not not – not before they they dispatch of evil robot Bill and Ted. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's only and one panel. Really, all they do. It, it, it's it's yeah, it's very underwhelming, but very much like it is in the fucking movie. It, there's no lead up. They just get their heads knocked off, and that's out of it. nowhere. And in, in this one, they get their heads ripped off. Like Bill and Ted, they they didn't know that they were going to come back to life again, but they do, and they sneak up behind them, and they just sort of easily pull their heads off. <laughs> but for some, but for some reason. They had to build these good robots to battle the evil robots. That had to happen. And they had to spend a whole time in heaven finding the person that can make that happen. And they had to show you them building the robots and going to the store for it. And they had to do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why? For them There's to just no point. Yeah. themselves rip the robots' heads off? It's very frustrating. It's frustrating in the movie. Like, this is... You know, it plays out differently, but it's, it's equally as frustrating. They didn't know what the fuck to <laughs> Yeah. So instead so nom- of... Nomalos to Nomalos. Yeah. Why, why do I think it's Nomalos? His first name is Nomalos. Because it rhymes. You know, I think it... No, I think it, it really is in the movie. And I think it... You know when, like, there's a scene in the future and they're handing out his, like, book to all the people in the classroom. Yeah. You know, like, sort of his, his version of, like, Mein Kampf or something. <laughs> yeah. And it, it I think his name on it is Nomalos to Nomalos, which is very funny. <laughs> I'm going to go back and look. I, I hope that's the thing. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, he's back. He's back with his gun. Boy, what a gun. Yeah. <laughs> the heads are still alive, though, of Evil Bill and Ted. They're cheering Nomalos on. Yeah. Um, then there's a. Denomalous is basically saying like, uh, oh, and he gives his like, he gives his like evil guy speech like, I am, I am Denomalous, Denomalous the Great, Denomalous the Brilliant, blah blah blah. Uh, I sent the robots to kill you, and because they failed, I will see to your end myself. So in my day, seven hundred years from now, I will rule. Is that what he wanted the whole time? I think. I feel like he's changing his game a little bit here. <laughs> like in the beginning, in the beginning, he simply seemed like he just wanted like no Bill and Ted around. Yeah. But now he wants to be ruler of his time. Sure seems okay. that way. Yeah. Sure, I guess. So his plan. So his plan was to destroy the li- just destroy the lives and reputations of Bill and Ted. And then what? It sounds like there should be like a, uh, you know, that's part A, and there should be a part B and part C before you get to part before you get to part D where you rule now. Yeah. And I, like, yeah. <laughs> what was that? What were those other steps, Denomalos? I don't think you had this thought out too well. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And why didn't he just? Why did he have to send robots? Why didn't he just come back with this big gun and kill them? Yeah. 
And why did it have to be now? He's got a fucking time travel machine. He could go to any time that Bill and Ted were alive and kill them. But it has to be this last minute thing. Okay, whatever, whatever. Okay, let's let's move on. I'm starting to think about it. Yeah, yeah, there's that rabbit hole. We're on the last page. Yeah. We're close to the last yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a self-destruct yeah, so the button heads. on the heads. They block the... heads the... of the bad robot Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. They, Bill and Ted, good Bill and Ted, use the heads of bad Bill and Ted to block the gunshots uh, from Denominus' big-ass gun. And then... Uh, that was hard. Ted... That was hard for me to tell what was going on there. Yeah, it is kind of hard. Honestly. Yeah. I, t- uh, I had to take a second glance, like, what? wait a minute. He just unloaded that weapon on him. What's happening? Oh, they've got those heads and they're blocking every single bullet with those heads. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Self-destruct button built into these heads. Yeah. Ted finds the self-destruct button. They throw the heads over at Denomalos and boom. Very total recall, right? Yeah. Get yeah. ready for a surprise. <laughs> the cloud is going crazy. Uh, Rufus, <laughs> you know, uh, Rufus comes back out saying like, you know, Dude. he's, Weak. He was hidden as not Pam Greer this entire time. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why any of that? Let's why? Jam. Why? Why does Rufus have to be here? Why is he here? What is he doing? He didn't do anything. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Let's jam. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Ted comes in and says, "Yeah, but Rufus, even uh, with all the that happened and ended, up uh, mostly excellently. I don't. I can't read right now. My eyes are crossing here." Yeah, and then they then they go they, and they, they do the off. they do the yeah uh, six sixteen month intensive guitar training program. They get good. This is how the regular movie ends. Yeah, they come back. They're married. They've got little babies, and they're fucking shredding on guitar. Yeah, and then there's an epilogue with Denomalus in hell. Their music style is a little different. Like Bill looks like a hippie. You know, yeah, he, he kind of looks like he's in uh, like Alice in Chains or something. You know, in the movie he went for a full-on ZZ Top look. He had the full dusty beard, right? Yeah, and all that shit. And Ted, Ted in the movie looked like he was like, uh, what do you, what do you have? Like kind of like a weird like vest thing going on. He he kind of looked like. Uh, Tommy, what's his name? Pamela Anderson. I don't know. It's got no. Well, I don't Tommy. know because it's got frill and everything. Um, what do you call that? Oh, here, here it does. Yeah. No, yeah. in the movie it was a little different. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Party on with the wild stallions. You know what I? You know what I like about the movie that doesn't happen here is so Denomalos, um. Well, the whole thing is that they have this one battle of the bands and the whole world sees it and it unites the world or something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's cool. I love the time travel idea that, like, Denomalos sort of actually made that happen himself, you know? Like, yeah. almost if it weren't if it weren't for Denomalos trying to go um, stop that, it might not have happened in the first place because the only reason that everybody in the world is for some reason watching this... Um, Battle of the Bands in San Dimas at the Civic Center or what the fuck ever. The only reason that the whole world is watching this is because in the movie, Denomalos has that little fucking future gun wand mm-hmm. thing. 
that he shoots at all the cameras and somehow, and he shoots at the fucking satellite orbiting the earth and somehow it makes the, so the image beams onto every TV in the world. Nice. And that's how everyone ends up seeing the performance in the first place, which I kind of like those fun time travel loops, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we're not getting that here. No, but, but we do get we do get yeah the fun little send off for Denomalos on this last page. <laughs> the epilogue, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it does say epilogue actually in the yeah, top, yeah. top corner. And he wakes up. He's like, "Oh my head!" And it's like, "Oh no!" And then he's in hell as well. And also for some reason, <laughs> evil robot Bill and Ted are also in hell, <laughs> mm -hmm. which they will they will make a gag on uh, in Bill and Ted face the music with robots going to hell somehow. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, just the f fact that a robot can go to hell is funny. So yeah. uh, that's it. And uh, show's over, dude. Show's over. We're done. We did this one. Another show's one over, in dudes, the bucket. It says. Page eighty. This is a long one. This is eight eighty page 80 comic. Eighty pages so, you know, long. Yeah, yeah. We got a Three Musketeers ad on the back, and you know, okay, I I teased that we would do a dramatic reading, but we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be then? Fun. What's your rating? Bag it and board it, or just ignore it. Uh, oh, this this is an unbelievable comic. This is the best one we've done so far. Not like we've done many, mm -hmm. but it's easily the best one we've done. Oh so yeah. Far. Oh yeah. He's Eas easily. Um, Evan Dorkin seemed like he cared so much about this, you know, and that might've been the fact that he was a hungry, hungrier artist back then. Mm -hmm. That could have had something to do with it, you know, and his work ethic um, and his work ethic for sure. Yeah. Um, but it seems like he really appreciated the characters you know, yeah, for it sure. Seems like he had he had a lot of fun with it, and I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the it, it it's it's it, it's a refreshing difference, not difference, but it, it from that first from that first one we did from Excellent Adventure comic adaptation, which was so cookie cutter and right on on point with you know the actors and stuff like that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the character models were all on point with the actors, and that gets boring after a while, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it does. This is very refreshing compared to that. I, I love to see there this stylized, rendered version, but but also what I'm getting are the characters. You know, I'm getting the characters real hard out of this. That, that's what I want. I just want Bill and Ted the characters. I don't need them to look exactly like Keanu Reeves or anything. Mm -hmm. So you're bagging and boarding it? So, oh, yeah, I might even hang it on my wall. I want pages from this comic. Yeah. I, I want to board, bag frame and board it, it framed, and then buy pages from it, get it signed, mm -hmm. put it in a mylar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can pick up yeah, copies of this fairly easily, too, online. They're going up in price though. Like I feel like yeah, every they time are. I skim across, yeah. every time I skim across, I'm like, oh, that's a couple dollars more than yeah. You know, I remember it last time I looked. That's that I feel like I just vibe. looked at it. I, I feel like I just looked at it, and someone wanted, someone was getting like twenty bucks for it or something. Oh, geez, really? Did did you you recently picked it up, right? Yeah, I did. Um, let me see how much you I paid. Want to talk about that? Yeah, it was overall a pleasant experience. Uh, let I me think, see. I think. 
I think when I got mine years ago, it was, I think I spent like five bucks or something, you know. Yeah, I got it for, yeah, five, uh, well, no, um, no, I paid five bucks. Yeah, I did pay five bucks for it. Yeah. Yeah, with shipping yeah. came out to like ten bucks. So yeah, if you're looking for this book, uh, you should yeah, for, be able to find it for about five. Don't bucks. pay, don't pay more than five bucks for it. Yeah. Don't pay, don't pay more than ten bucks for it. And mine's a newsstand, so. Uh. Yeah. It's probably even more. Got a rare. good deal, deal on it. Yeah. yeah. So what else? Um, that's about it for now. That's, I think we're, that's we're the gonna, show. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show. We're going to be talking about Bill and Ted more. Like I, like I was saying in the beginning of this episode, we're. We're sort of in the middle of a series, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you want to, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about what I'm thinking, you know, um, there's more Bill and Ted to talk about. However, around this time, um, you know, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter's career paths went on vastly different trajectories. We're coming up on three hours on this though, so... Okay, I, 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 and so we're going to we're going to explore we're going to explore those those things coming up in between some Bill and Ted talk. Yeah, and that, that's what's coming up next. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and want to just say now we're doing Dracula next. Is that what you want to say? Dracula's easy. Yeah, oh, my voice going to get higher and higher. Uh, Dracula, you want to do Dracula? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, we're going to do Dracula say that, next. Yeah. Bra- yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring Keanu Reeves. Exactly. It's a fun comic. Mike Mignola, stuff like that. And we'll get into that. And then we'll, then after that, we'll do a little bit of what Alex Winter was doing around that time. And then we will reconvene for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Right? Sounds about good. It? Sounds and good. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. We were trying to think about how we could work in some... Um, ongoing Evan Dork and Bill and Ted stuff. So we'll, we'll, think we'll about figure, that. figure out. And if you have any ideas, make sure to send them over to moviesiscomics yeah. at gmail.com or you can visit us on the Instagram page at moviesiscomics, all one word. Yep, yep. That would be good. <laughs> Write anything to us. We would love to hear anything. Yeah, anything. Any, anything. Hear anything. Are there humans out there? Mm-hmm. Or is it just a bunch of bots? Is it Russian bots? Other, that are to us? other, other robot uses. Oh, ro- the robot uses. <laughs> evil robot. Or us's. are we the evil robot uses? Yeah. Oh, there we go. I leave God. you with that thought. That's, Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been Movies as Comics. Until next time, something, folks. Something. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. imagine having a better time than you just did didn't think so you're just dying for more obviously it's as simple as possible search for movies as comics in your podcast catcher if that doesn't work plug into your interweb browser all one word movies as comics you'll get there you're a crafty web savvy person aren't you of course you are i know you're anxious for more but you shouldn't have to spend your precious valuable time refreshing the feed between tremors of anticipation subscribe to the show it'll be delivered to you as soon as there's a new episode just sit back and work on your breathing exercises Not enough to satiate your Movies as Comics appetite? That's understandable. You're a social butterfly and you need to be at the party. It's where the cool kids are. The visual counterpart to the show is over on Instagram. Search the handle at Movies as Comics and come chat it up. Be part of the conversation. Don't be a square. Be around. The hosts need help in more ways than one, really. But what you can do is give them stellar ratings wherever you listen. All the stars, all the thumbs up, all the smiley faces, gold stars, or whatever. 
They're even happy for and accustomed to pity points. Beggars can't be choosers. Seeing as how you're the perfect picture of popularity, you'll likely have an entourage of friends. Sure you do. Tell them about the show. Hard to fathom, but they'll love you even more for it. Write into the show with opinions, comments, praise, and admiration, or, if anything, at least contact the host and let them know what it's like to have friends. Moviesiscomics at gmail.com. With all your important and pertinent interjections, it's imperative that you have a platform for your strident vociferation. Call in and leave a voicemail. 626-246-6627. You can also visit the show's homepage at moviesiscomics.libson.com, where you'll find all the episodes along with show notes. Thanks for listening. Listening to movies as comics may cause side effects, such as dizziness, dry mouth, temporary blindness, vomiting, diarrhea, knuckle acne, sore hair, bloody noses, swelling of the shoulders, slight temporal time displacement, coughing, loss of memory, tongue discoloration, profuse sweating, finger loss, changes in gravity, upset eyeballs, temporary magnetism, identity crisis, bone activation, leprosy, rash, occasional death, head loss, male pregnancy, loss of elbows, bleeding fingernails, depression, drowsiness, extreme nipple chafing, problems urinating, fibromyalgia, constipation, loss of dignity, flinters, warts, gigantism, spontaneous combustion, excessive hair growth, sweet palms, scurvy, wiggy wiggy flu, mumps, intoxication, loose skin, trouble sitting, feelings of loneliness, loss of friends, soil pants, paranoia, mild vampirism,